Attention, ship. people of Earth. What's going Attention, on there? people of Earth. Do not be alarmed. Stand by for an important message. Stand by for an important message. And now, Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. Oh, please let it be fantastic. Of course. Yes, yes, yes. It's rather good, isn't it? Hey, I'm just enjoying the show. Inconceivable. I can't take it anymore. There's no need for that attitude. Don't make me go to the larder and unseal a tin of whoop ass. We came, we saw, we kicked it ass. How freaking cool is that shit? Great stop. I reject your reality and substitute my own. Nice, right? I learned that one from you, guy. Bang it out. <laughs> we are going live. Yeah. Feel free to hang around for a while. Oh, God, this makes me happy. Live on all the Internet's webs and tubes, it's Mike Check Radio with Adam Ebert. Live on Indie Media Weekly Radio, streaming worldwide and podcasting who the fuck knows where... This is Mike Checker with Am Hebert for Saturday, August 26, 2017, the last Saturday of August. We are steamrolling th- through summer and hopefully towards what is a mild fall because I desperately need it. <sighs> anyway, uh, join me as always out of the great city of Port St. Lucie, Florida, the GM Galaxy Master Mike Check Radio, Miles Ligon. Yes, hello. Well, ha- so happy to be here. And also, jo- and also joining us out of Port St. Lucie, Florida, the DM, Dungeon Master of My Check Radio, Michelle Ligon. And I shall be here just as long as my cats do not decide to knock over my computer. They're acting up a little bit this evening. See, this is why cats are evil. This is your problem. Yes, they the, are. Cats, are. cats are evil. If I ever I have, have a cat... Un- I have a kit. Unconditional kit. love. If yeah. I ever have a the cat, is- I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The kitten's trying to take a bite out of the laptop as we speak. <laughs> if I ever have a cat, it's going to be named Pooh, a reference to Sailor Puruto Pluto, and short for pure evil. <laughs> there we go. Yes. Fun fact: Pooh Pooh is uh, what Chibi Usa called Sailor Pluto, and that's because, you know, it's it's a short form of Pluto, which is Pluto in Japanese, because there's no Plu. Okay. You know, so there you go. There's no L sound, yes. Yeah. So they simulate Pluto. <laughs> okay. So. Wouldn't it uh, be simpler to just something... invent an L? <laughs> I, you know, you take it up with them, because I know... <laughs> I think the Japanese language is a little bit older than ours, Miles, so... You know, <laughs> it might be. You're right. I stand for I'll, I'll yield. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I will say this, though, that... Um, what the hell? My microphone is just a little hot. Uh, but anyway, I will say Not that... Fine to me. Okay, great. Um, <laughs> but I, I will say that, uh, you know, Chinese has, has L sounds. It's a tonal language, and, yes. and the the L sound does exist in Chinese, so it's not you know East Asian languages as a whole. 
that have the lack of an L, it seems to be mostly just Japanese for some reason. I, I, I don't know. That is know. something the Japanese failed to steal when they invaded China. There you go. <laughs> or when too they... Soon? Too soon? Yeah, too soon. <laughs> Don't forget, you know, there was a, but uh, anyway, uh, I'm going to be on a roll tonight because I'm kind of pissed. Apparently something I said got a conservative's panties in a wad, and so they had to go cry to mommy and get me banned for a day. Well, I don't know what it is, and I mean, until Facebook ponies up, I don't know what to tell you, you know. Oh, you know, like I said, you know, if they, if they if they had a reason, if they had a valid reason for it, they would have said something. Their silence yeah. speaks volumes. Well, consider it a mini vacation. Yeah. I hate Facebook. I'm just on it just because I have to be. It sucks. <laughs> I can tell you that after this incident, we will be. I will be scaling back my uh, Facebook activity, and I definitely won't be spending any more money on promoting this program through Facebook. If they can't justify their actions against me, they're not going to get my money. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Another, another possibility. I mean, I, I imagine your posts go public. Uh, only for the only public posts I make are the posts for this program. Then, if you got banned, that means it was a, someone that is a friend or a friend of a friend that's able to see their comments on your on your comment on your posts. Uh, and we're gonna real, you know, we're gonna real quickly add uh, our friend Cat to the uh, roster of yes. mods. Real Kat, quick, who's gonna be playing a? Is it a ranger? No. Yes. I, Yes, yes, Kat's going to be playing a ranger, and I'm going to be playing a shaman, and you're going to be playing a, don't tell me, sorcerer, summoner. You're a summoner. summoner. Yes. yes. With an Eidolon, the synthesis uh, archetype. Yes. It's a cool, it's a cool archetype. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Cat, uh, you should be good to go, and you are now exempt, from, hopefully exempt from uh, limitations. So uh, have fun with that. Hold on one second. I'll test that by trying to ban her. Yep, she's good. Don't try. I'm, don't accidentally I'm ban kidding. someone. I'm kidding. <laughs> don't we have enough problems on this program? All right, but uh, no. And the thing is, I don't know what I did because they won't tell me. And, and, you know, it's a basic principle. If I ban you from my chat room and we're on talking terms, I'm going to say, this is why you got banned. Clean up your act. Now, of course, if you're a troll, you know why you got banned. I don't have to justify jack shit to you. Yes. So, you know, and, and as I was saying pre-show in the pre-show, uh, I've done moderation for chat rooms. I used to help moderate the uh, Returners Final Fantasy RPG chat on IRC, and I was expected to be able to justify every kick, every ban, every timeout. And if I couldn't. I got in trouble, and they felt that I issued a few too many bans and kicks that were unjustifiable, and they got rid of me. So you know, this isn't this. It, this is not something I'm saying to be petty and cruel. This is something I'm saying that's a matter of basic principle. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, congratulations, conservative. You got rid of me for 24 hours, but you're gonna regret it. 
Welcome hey, to Matt, my nightmare. Is. Yeah, welcome to my nightmare. You're going to be subject to a lot of deep hurting. Deep hurting. Yeah. Deep hurting. They have such good harmony. <laughs> uh, yeah, and you'll be you'll be meeting them in uh, September, I believe. The Mads are back. Is while I'm at AWA, right? Uh, September thirtieth, I think it is. Yes, I will yeah. be basking. Yeah. Wait, I will be basking in the glow of AWA. And if I'm really lucky, I'm gonna have my press pass again. I am so excited. Okay. Voice acting legend Jennifer Hale. Is going to be there. Laura Bailey, the voice of lust from Full Metal Alchemist. Travis Willingham, Colonel Roy Mustang. You got some nifty names there. Let me tell you, I'm excited. I'm so excited. You know, we'll see what happens. You know, we'll see what happens because they haven't said anything yet. But they hadn't said anything yet by this time when I sent them an email saying, hey, I kind of need to know what's going on so I can you know, make plans to purchase my badge. They said, eh, you're in. You know, so we'll see what happens. Anyway, uh, John Kendall has the night off to, uh, apparently his itty-bitty beagle baby is not doing too hot, so he's got the night off, unless he says to let me in. If he, if he, if you hear him pounding at the door, guys, let him in. I guess. Okay. And Kenny will... I've got so much Felicia Day stuff to talk to him about, I'd let, I'd love for him to join us. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Kenny Pick will, of course, be joining us at the bottom of the second hour. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. Did I just say Kenny Pick? I meant the award, the award-winning Kenny Pick. There you go. Yeah. You know. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I love how everyone keeps saying Schittler isn't a racist. When he's basically shamelessly sucking up to racists, because that's what the pardon of... There's two reasons why he pardoned Joe Pio. And I'm not even going to say, I think. I know. I know how this man thinks. First, it was a message to people under, you know, who Mueller might go after. You stick with me, and I'll take care of you. Which is basically that's classic... Mo- which is basically classic mob behavior. A fair point. You know, I'm just wondering if anyone might wake up with a, a horse's head in their bed, Michelle. Well, the, the good news, there is a little bit of a silver lining to this because Arpeo, if he accepts the pardon, that proves he was guilty of the and, contempt of court charges. And, well, it also proves he was guilty of uh, violating civil rights, which leaves him open to uh, civil uh, actions, and I say bankrupt the motherfucker. Yeah. Hit him you in know. the wallet. I'd love to see people go after him. Yeah, don't hit him in the, don't hit him in the particulars, hit him in the wallet. Yeah, yeah. None go violence. After the money. Yep. You know, make it so, make it so he'll wish he had gone to jail. Leave him... Actually, what would, what would probably happen is he'd probably crowdsource his um his his uh his any penalties that he got via civic civic court and then it would make right wing right wingers lose even more money see there you go 
And uh, uh, Cat Cat's talking about uh, Laura Bailey and Travis Willingham. They're uh, Vexalia and Grog from Critical Role. And the, here's a fun yes. fact about those two. Here's a fun fact about those two. They're actually married. And as soon as I saw them announce Laura Bailey, I knew Travis Willingham was next. Because you guys remember last year I interviewed uh, Lex Lang, who was married to Sandy yes. Fox. And my one regret about last year was I didn't ask for an interview with Sandy Fox. Because she was so nice to me. And Lex Lang was nice too. Don't get me wrong. I mean, he I I, I love talking to him, but I'm just saying that I felt so bad that I never even considered uh, asking for an interview with Sandy Fox because she was so nice to me. And of course, you know, she has my card, and if she's ever interested in uh, helping me address my regret, uh, please give me a call. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, so yeah, they're, they're they're happily married. Um, and when I saw Laura Bailey announced, I was like, "Yeah, Travis Willingham, he's gonna be there too," because they, you know, they they if one of them goes to a con, they both go, and that you know, I I think that's adorable. The family that nerds together stays together. It's like Michelle and I. Yeah. Yes. Yes, we do that. <laughs> now I gotta say, you two, I get that you're busy this year. But you gotta try to do AWA with me next year. Come on! We can give it a shot. We shall see. I'm just saying, you know. <laughs> this would this yeah, be your first? Would that be your first anime convention? Yes, I've gone yes. to mixed conventions before, but never one specifically devoted to anime. <clears throat> oh, you're in for a treat. Oh. Although I I did do some role I did, did do some Ramna one half role playing at one convention one time that was fun <laughs> I was a cosplayer that that's a, a that's great a, time anyway yeah so you know you guys gotta try and make it we can you know uh, we can like get in the same hotel or something I said hotel yeah. not the same hotel room unless you guys wanted to split the cost <laughs> uh, all right so let's get put up with my snoring. That's what earplugs are for. Come on. Do I look like a newbie here? Do you know how many people I've Do you know how many people I've had to share rooms with in my in my history? I've gone to let me see. I've gone to AWA. This will be my 7th time this year and I went to uh, this will be my 10th anime con. No. 12th. Come on. I've had to deal with snorers. Now so all right. All right, so uh, what should we start with? Uh, let's start with uh, Joe Arpaio, who needs to shut his Arpaio hole. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> I, I hate this guy. I hate sure. this guy. Here's the thing, is that he's going around saying, eh, it was a conspiracy. He was told, stop doing this behavior. He was told what behavior was a violation of civil rights. He said, you cannot arrest people just for being brown because you think they might be illegal aliens. You're sheriff. You have no responsibility for enforcing federal laws. He was also told, no, you know, you got to this jail bullshit with the concentration camp. That dog won't hunt. He was told specifically what you do. And he basically said, fuck you. And oh, I'm sorry. I, I my train of thought derailed. We got 
Um, the second thing, the second reason why Trump did this, other than to basically tell his friends, you know, don't flip on me. It was basically you got to remember that Arpaio is basically a celebrity to the fascist right. Yeah, they love this guy. They love yeah, they this guy. And um, so this was basically, you know, basically a big wet kiss to them, you know. And, and I'm gonna. A lot of people are gonna say, "Well, he doesn't know what he's doing." Of course, he knows what he's doing. Who's saying that? Who says he does not? Doesn't well, know what you he's know, doing? there are always, there are always gonna be people who say Trump is an idiot. He doesn't know what he's doing. No, oh, he knows. He, he knows exactly what he's doing. Yes, he does. Uh, this is about cultivating favor with the racists, which I'm fine with. You know what? Let him pardon Arpaio. Because one, we'll, get, we'll nail his ass to the wall in civil court. Two, his, the racism that Donald Trump has in his heart is now on full display for everyone to see. And I was reading an article on Raw Story, which, I, which is my personal preferred resource, or source, anyway. That basically made the case that Donald Trump, you know, we've said before that Donald Trump was impeachable. He was impeachable when he fired Comey, but this is another impeachable offense. You know, in that he's uh, showing. Pardoning Arpaio? Yes, he's showing. He is basically disrespecting the Constitution, saying, I'm above this. Because this is also an assault on an independent judiciary. This is basically Donald Trump saying, if you render a, dis- a verdict I don't like, I'm going to nullify it with my pardon power. Mm. I mean, there's definitely a, a case can be made that he's abusing his power. Yeah, I don't know how, if, if, if he, you could get enough people in the Senate to, to get a conviction on that, though. Uh, I recall hearing that he's like six senators shy of conviction. That's how many people oh, I are been pissed. Following that, but oh my god! Well, you're looking at a lot of the uh, Democrats. That's not even all the Democrats. If they're six, sh- oh wait a minute, what is this? A two thirds? It's not a, a simple majority. It's sixty-six. Six, yeah, two thirds. So there's about sixty p- people, Democrats and Republicans, 60. who are open to voting f- to impeach. That is not an insignificant number. Oh, that's oh. Nice. oh, wow, that's not insignificant. And if I, you know, if I were Schittler, I'd be, you know, I'd be pissing my pants in fear. But you know, he's too stupid. I, I would imagine both of those uh, female uh, senators that uh, voted against the, the, the Trump care are amongst are amongst the sixty. Uh, yeah, I can tell. I can tell you who are amongst the sixty right now. Definitely Susan Collins. Definitely John McCain. Definitely Jeff Flake. Probably Dean Heller. I mean, anyone from a a battleground state is going to distance themselves from this man. That's why I'm not worried about states like Wisconsin and Tammy Baldwin. Or, or Claire McCaskill, because Trump's support in those states has cratered. Yeah, he, I'm not it's, saying it's amazing to watch him flounder. Go ahead. I'm I'm not saying it's in the bag by any stretch of the imagination. No, I'm not no, saying no, I'm no, not no. I'm not saying Tammy Baldwin's got this. I think that the idea of her losing her seat could it happen? Yes, but this oh my god, she's in danger of losing. It, it, it's it, no. No, because like I said, his support in Wisconsin is cratered. 
And I don't think that if his if he's bottomed out in Wisconsin, I don't think their solution to that is going to be give him another vote in the Senate. Yeah. Anyway, uh, uh, Jorah Pyle on Sean Hannity. Ick. I should not have said it that way. Sher- Sher- former Sheriff Jor- a disgraced Sheriff Jorah Pyle on Sean Hannity's show. That's a better mental image. Right, that was President Trump last night at his rally in Arizona, hinting he may in fact pardon former Sheriff Joe Arpaio. Joining us now to react, the man himself, the man the president was talking about, former Maricopa County Sheriff, Arizona Sheriff Joe Arpaio. Joe, what did you think of the president's comments? Well, as uh, I was humble. It, it, it was great, but that's him. Uh, everybody said he would never talk about it that night, but you know, I know him. My gut and my heart told me he would talk about it, and he did. So I have to thank him. I have to thank Fox, a great journalist that broke this story about 12 days ago. Yeah, well, Greg Jarrett broke it, and uh, I I just think the president probably wanted to do it in his time and his way. Maybe there's a review going on, but at the end of Yeah, you know, again... This wasn't because, you know, obviously everyone knows our prior was guilty. Adam? Yes. May I, may I break in? Yes. Uh, just a quick thing. Could you, do you have moderate, uh, moderate pa- ugh, moderator powers in the chat room? Yeah, why? I think living on Long Island got accidentally hunted after we dumped a troll. Oh. Oh, 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 oh. Let's take a look. Unbanned users living on unbanned. All right, there we go. I think you're still there, living. We're gonna we're gonna fix this. Uh, what does D I A F mean? Ed, can anyone help me? I'm stupid. Anyone? All right, living on Long Island, you are now a moderator. Enjoy your new power and happy troll hunting. And I think my call just died. What the hell? We'll just get everyone back. Hello? Oh, this is not going to be good. I can't hold the show on my own. Oh, I see John's in the chat. John, are you are you supposed to be on tonight? Michelle? No. Oh shit. Okay. Um. Well. <laughs> okay. Die, okay, D-I-A-F means die in a fire. Thank you. All right, let's get to this next clip while I try and get um, get my friends back. At the end of the day, you enforce laws that are on the books. Did you not, and were you not ordered not to enforce the law of the land? No, I was enforcing the law. This goes back to uh, the former president, Eric Holder. Sixty days after they took office, they launched this investigation, and here it is. When I was running for office, uh, contempt of court, misdemeanor, uh, and they did it politically. So after this is over, Sean, uh, 
uh, at the appropriate time, I'm going to go public and talk about the uh, abuse of the political and justice system. It, people have to know the true story. If they can go after me, they can go after anyone in this country. So I will go public and, and sure. uh, try to let the people know. Okay. Here's the thing, is that this case was referred to trial by a Bush appointee. So the idea that this was political is utter poppycock. That's a fun word, poppycock. Um, also, Michelle and Miles are currently without internet. Uh, if we have volunteers in the chat room who want to hop on Skype and help pull my fat out of the fire, please say so at this time. I will be more than happy to take your calls or to add you to the to the to the call. But anyway, the point I'm trying to make is that this wasn't a partisan thing. Oh, oh, I think they got internet back. Hello. Hello. Oh, good. You are there. We had internet issues that dropped out on us. This does happen sometimes in Florida. Okay. But hopefully not often. Okay. Uh, so we we I just I don't know if you heard what I played, but he's Arpaio is claiming it's a political prosecution, which is absolutely not true. This case was referred to criminal court by a Bush appointee. <gasps> Oh, no. Are you asking for my drama sting? <laughs> so I think that the point I'm trying to make here, Miles, is that his, his lie level is well over 9,000. It's over 9,000! That's a high, high level. I, that I, is I, a I lot of lie. He's just... He... Uh, this is... Th no one's going to believe that crap. It, it no, the, face. exactly. There are people. There are always going to be people who who believe that crap. Yeah. All right. Here's uh. Here's cut three. I'm trying to get Michelle back. John's in the chat room, but uh, I don't know if he's answered. Uh. Um. Uh. I can have. I I hit the dial in button, and you picked up. I guess you want me to tell Michelle to dial in. Uh, sure, try that, yeah. Uh, Kat, uh, if you, you know what, hop on, you're in. <laughs> We're gonna do this. <laughs> because it looks like John, I think John is just still in the chat room from last week. Nope, he's gone. Uh, so, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll you know. But, uh, okay, let's get to this final cut, uh, because, uh, Sulk Poot! Sheriff, explain specifically what happened in the case. You, you didn't have a, a jury of your peers. You didn't have... Explain the court side of this. Well, I don't want to get too much in the legal, but doing a civil case, the uh, judge, and I'm not going to go into all his bias, believe me, uh, but it will come out again. It's been public. Nobody will print it. But he pushed this over uh, to another judge for contempt of court. And they yeah. charge me with the wrong charge, no jury, I can go on and on. So once again, uh, the truth will come out, and I'm still concerned about the people of this country. If they can do this to me, after 55 years in law enforcement, two parking tickets in my life, and I have to sit in the defense table over this contempt of court, so we'll see what happens. And Hillary goes free, and the unmaskers uh, go free, and those that leak intelligence go free. 
Wah! Wah! I could have charged with contempt of court and Hillary got away with it for doing nothing! Wait, what, did, did, did he say leak information like Trump leaked to the Russians and Trump got away with it? Did that kind of get away with it? Get away a- with it? Excellent point, Mr. Ligon. Let's see if Cat's and, and, ready. Cat? Yeah, I invited her to come on since when we're oh, having trouble. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I missed that. Pay attention! No, I'm just playing. Well, I was, I was gone. I got There's it. There's another point I wanted to make. If he was talking about that this judge got the charge wrong, then what the hell did Trump pardon? Well, here's the thing. Is that... I believe we have Cat on. Hi, Cat. Hello, Adam. Thank you for uh, for bailing me out. <laughs> uh, always available. Always can hover in on the rotator. Always, always welcome here, my friend. Always. L- let me go check in on Michelle real quick. While yes. Chat. All right. Okay, so right here's the thing: is that even if you feel the charge is wrong. The appropriate way to handle that is not to basically thumb your nose and stick out your tongue at the person handling your case. Because at the end of the day, cat, call me crazy, you still have shown contempt for court. Yes, um, if the court, if the prosecutor is asking you to do something, you do it. And if you feel that you're innocent, you have the opportunity to cross-examine the prosecution witnesses. You have the opportunity to present evidence in your defense. And that's how the system works. Obviously, he doesn't know how the system works because, first of all, he's obviously never read the Constitution, especially not the Eighth Amendment. Right. Well, it's not just that, though. It's just that you know, he can say, Your Honor, I feel as though these are wrongful charges and I ask for dismissal. There are easily a dozen ways to, to, to take care of this. Flouting a legal court ruling? Not one of them. Yeah. No, not at all. And again, you know, that's, that's what I was pointing to was, you know, when you've been charged with something, the way you go about handling it is you cross-examine the prosecution witnesses, you present your evidence in your defense, and you make a case as to why you aren't guilty of what you were charged with. Yeah, call me crazy, but, you know, that's how things work, you know, when you have, you know, law and not chaos to get all Shin Megami Tensei. Yeah. All right. Should I we, think. Uh, should we hit a break? Because Michelle's rebooting her computer. Yeah, we we're gonna hit the break. Uh, I think we're gonna, I think we're gonna do a uh, ghost gun for this break. It's right. short. It's sweet, and we play Atomic Fire way too much. <laughs> not that I, not that I object. It's just you know, variety, won't you? It's Atomic Fire. You know. Uh, but uh, anyway. Uh, we're going to go to break. We'll try and get Michelle back. Cat sitting in for John. Kenny at the bottom of the hour. We will have some... Uh, some. Um, I don't want to say it's sad nerd news, 
but we got some Saturn news coming up. <laughs> um, you know, uh, but we also to balance it out, we're gonna have a happy nerd story, uh, and it, it involves two legends in American animation. I, I'll drop that hint, and everyone who is paying attention, everyone who pays attention to my Facebook, probably knows the two people I'm talking about. But uh, th- these are legends, and um, oh. all right. Someone's gonna say something. No, ready for the break. All right then, let's do this. We'll be right back after this, hopefully with Michelle on my check radio with me, Miles, Cat, and please come back, Michelle. <laughs> You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. Try to imagine all life as you know it stopping instantaneously and every molecule in your body exploding at the speed of light. Total protonic reversal. Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert at Indie Media Weekly Radio.
Hi, this is Adam Hebert of Mike Check Radio and Midnight Sun. Normally, we here at Indie Media Weekly would do these station IDs, but today we have a special guest. You're listening to Indie Media Weekly, and I'm Lex Lang. That's IndieMediaWeekly.com, extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. Stay with me and experience the glory of Plaid Sundays, two gigantic hours of grunge running from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Eastern, here on Indie Media Weekly. Whether it's the distorted guitars or the emotive lyricism, few can deny the lasting influence of a genre that dressed down a generation. So turn it on and get inspired. It works for me, and I know that I'm not the only one. Plaid Sundays, only on Indie Media Weekly. Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Ciao. Yeehaw! Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Come on down to Southern Progressive Revival to hear the best and worst of Southern politics once again. We've got all brand new 2016 episodes for the low, low price of 100% free and tons of extras, including guests, rants, and flustered hosts and co-hosts. Think your credit ain't good enough? We don't care. Think you don't have nothing to hear since you ain't from the South? Well, that ain't right. You reckon that Yankee pick feller's got more class than us? Well, that might be true. But let's do this. Come listen to Southern Progressive Revival live every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Indie Media Weekly, Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Come now and we'll throw in a free pine tree air freshener. Wow. Lights out, everybody. Every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, Indie Media Weekly presents the Sci-Fi Double Feature with two old-time radio shows from the science fiction and horror genre. The Sci-Fi Double Feature, every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. (laughs) You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. The point I'm trying to make is that I am the most unpleasant, rude, ignorant, and all-round obnoxious arsehole that anyone could possibly have the misfortune to meet. Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert at Indie Media Weekly Radio. And we are back. And people wonder why I have self-esteem issues. There you go. Joining me as always are the great city of Port St. Lucie, Florida. She's back, folks! The G- the DM of Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert, Michelle Legon. Oh, I'm glad to be back. But sometimes, you know, I just love and hate the internet. <laughs> Miles, make sure she's tied down, please. She's good to go. All right. Also joining us at Port St. Lucie, Florida, the GM Galaxy Master of Mike Check Radio, Miles Legon. Yes, ready to start kicking butt and taking names, although not necessarily in that order. Are 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 you out of are, are you out of bubblegum to chew? And I'm also out of arm uh, Michelle's uh, you know slapping reach, although <laughs> that that's important. That's important. Yes. And also joining us out of Columbus, Ohio, Kat 
sitting in for sitting in uh, fortuitously for our good friend John as he I, I'm guessing is at the site of his beloved itty bitty beagle baby. Hello, everybody, and I just rolled a six on my charisma roll. <laughs> oh no! Ouch! All right. Know, you know, yeah, it's pretty low. You got a good charisma score, though. Now, quick question for everyone before we get to the back to political talk: Is everyone here caught up with Game of Thrones? To, to you know, is everyone yes. here current? Yes. No. Absolutely. I am just about done with season five. Oh shit! Well, there goes my idea to do a Deadpool for the finale of season seven. Unless you want to try anyway, cat. I mean, you're free to try. <laughs> Um, we can tell you. We <laughs> I can pretty much. I could. I. I would just say that I think it's safe for Cat to know that um, John doesn't die. I think that's pretty much been revealed at this point. I. I'm thinking that John, Cersei, Daenerys, Arya, and Tyrion are all safe. Anyone well, else? I think we're. Game. Yeah. All right, I think we can do this then. I think we can do this without being too spoilery. Spoiler alert, Joffrey's dead. No, wait, that was season four. <laughs> I was going to say, I've already seen that. I also saw Oberyn's head go smush. <laughs> oh, thanks for that mental image. But I, I think, so yeah, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll do that. And uh, unfortunately, I didn't finish the Defenders, but we can still talk about it. I'm up to episode four. Uh, oh, well, I'm a, I'm a bad a nerd. Spoiler on that: the the good guys win. What? You bastard! <laughs> Sorry. We're gonna have to talk about this after the show, Miles. That's a serious <laughs> breach of trust. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I'm not. Oh, <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. Let's let's get to this. Um. Hmm. Uh. Unfortunately, I don't have any more of that. Our Pio audio. That wonderful air quotes are probably but again as i was saying before whatever happened happened you know there are ways to address those sorts of grievances one of them isn't to give the middle finger to the judge hearing your case which is what arpaio did you know it doesn't matter for example it doesn't matter if his conviction gets overturned on appeal that's irrelevant the fact that he was pardoned is irrelevant Let's say, you know, I go on trial for some crime and I decide to just unleash a torrent of cuss words at the judge hearing my case and I get, I get, you know, called out for, for contempt of court. It doesn't matter if I'm found innocent of the original charges. I still showed contempt to the court. As much contempt as Kim Davis. Oh, yeah. yeah. Anyway. I, <sighs> oh, we have a good time. This is a federal. This is a federal judge that he's uh, being uh, punished yes. by. Yes. That's that's why Trump has is able to pardon him because Trump can't pardon state stuff. But right. Uh, and and the thing federal. is, he's sitting there on Hannity's and he's going on about how he's got 55 years of law enforcement experience and I'm sitting there listening to that thinking that doesn't mean that you are a good person or that you know the law or that you enforce it properly it simply means that 
you managed to work in the field for 55 years without getting caught doing something wrong. And it yeah. Probably means, it also probably means that he's had 55 years of being a sadist. Oh. Well, I think we could say he's been an asshole his entire life. I don't think yeah. that's a stretch. No, I agree. But, uh, you know, like I said, I mean, it's just there are productive, proper ways to handle this. What he did wasn't one of them. So it doesn't matter. Even You know what? If he was found innocent, okay, we move on with our lives. But it doesn't change the fact that he was still guilty of contempt of court. So what happens if Arpaio does something else that is contempt of court in these proceedings that he has yet to do? And the judge again says, you're in contempt, into jail you go. Will Trump pardon him again? <laughs> I, I suspect gonna, Trump will. That's going to draw red flags. <laughs> well, and I will say this. I think that if he starts to pardon people who Mueller investigates to get them to shut up, I think you're going to see Republicans start to, to just cut him off. And, and there is a lot of talk that this Arpaio pardon was a test on his part to see that whether or not he could get away with pardoning somebody without the um, without the recommendation from the Department of Justice because he right because specifically because he wants to pardon Flynn and Manafort and Jared and probably Don Jr. and Eric as well. I can tell you this, though, that uh, if they've already inked deals, a pardon is going to mean squat. If they've already inked a deal. Inked a deal to do what? Testify? Yeah, to talk. If they've they've made a deal to talk, unless it's something that's been kept Mm -hmm. hush-hush to this point, okay, then... You know, no such I, thing currently exists, more than likely. But if he pardons them and they have a deal in place, then somebody like Manafort or Flynn could turn around and say, you know, everything that I said before, complete, total lie. And I've been pardoned for anything that I did wrong, including perjury. Uh, the- I don't think Trump is smart enough to, to pardon them. If, they're, if they haven't been charged he can't pardon here's the problem with pardoning the 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 verdict versus the united states or some such thing it's an old old uh supreme court ruling it was that if you receive a pardon yes it means you were convicted of the crime it effectively if you accept the pardon you are confessing to guilt and what this means is because what this this ruling came down because I think it was uh, President Wilson. He went after a reporter, and he wanted the reporter's sources. And the reporter was put in jail for failing, I don't know, obstruction of justice, whatever trumped-up charge, no pun intended, to try and put this guy in jail and pressure him to reveal the leaks to his sources. And the um, Wilson pardoned him and said, you're pardoned. You now have no reason not to testify. They were going to compel this guy to testify. And this guy did not want the pardon. And the Supreme Court sided with him and says, you do not have to accept the pardon. Because if you accept the pardon, then 
you're admitting guilt, and now you will be compelled to testify. So the, 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 Trump pardoning Flynn and all these other people, if, when the FBI comes knocking the door and says, you're going to testify, you can't say no because that's obstruction of justice, and that's a whole new charge. <laughs> oh, this is going to be fun. Yeah, and, and like I said, I think I think that I get what you're saying, Kat, about this being a trial balloon, and I think you're right. He's always testing boundaries. He's try- he's like a he's like a toddler trying to figure out what he can get away with without getting smacked. But my point is that if like I said, if he starts trying to say, you know, get a, you know, end Mueller's investigation by pardoning everyone without firing, you know, by basically end the investigation without firing Mueller, I think you're going to see a lot of Republicans turn on and say, you know, uh, no. Oh, I, I didn't say that Republicans wouldn't turn on him for doing it. I'm just saying that, you know, if they've inked a deal, that doesn't mean anything as far as stopping them from testifying or going up on the stand and completely contradicting what they might have said in a deposition. Fair enough. All right, uh, moving, moving on. Let's get to uh, all right. Let's get to some good old fashioned Southern racism. <laughs> sure. Why not? Because old fashioned hate. Yeah, because here's the thing: is that they always say the Confederate statues aren't about racism. The Confederacy wasn't about racism. Uh, who snickered? This is a serious. <laughs> this is a serious radio program. I will not have snickering. <laughs> I've been on this show before. You can't sucker me. (laughs) (laughs) I just got called out. Wow. This is the first. Your reality and substituting her own. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, where is it? Where is it? Where's my reject reality? Ah, there it is. I reject your reality and substitute my own. No, we, we are not a serious... Well, we are a serious rated program, but we do allow snickering. Especially at the expense of conservatives. Um, anyway, uh, my eyes are starting to water. I'm sorry. Uh, so, yeah. They always like to say, it's not about racism. Okay, for it's about heritage. Yes, a heritage of racism. A heritage of quitting America to start a war you had no hope of winning so you could keep other people as pets. That's the, that is the best summary of the Confederacy. Because yeah. I, and that's why I love it whenever you hear about the, the war of northern aggression. Because anyone who actually knows history knows the South started the Civil War by bombing farts, Fort, Sump, fart, Fort Sumter. Oh, but Adam, you fail to understand. The Yankees should have just Abandon the fort for the Confederacy, and by staying in the fort, they were being aggressive <laughs> in a passive way. <laughs> All right, but here, here's the here's the truth. It's racism. It's pure. It's yep. pure racism. Um, and I've got proof of that. This is this guy is a Confederacy fan. I forget his name. Something Russell, I think. Does that uh, matter? No, it doesn't matter. How you know? I, I mean, there are more racists in the South than there are fleas on a dog's back. I shouldn't. I'm That's sorry. Fair. 
That was no, that wasn't fair. That's insulting the fleas. Insulting the fleas. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but this guy is suing. Uh, I believe it's South Carolina. For yes, because Nikki Haley removed the Confederate flag, and he's saying he suffered irreparable harm. What about the millions of black people who suffered irreparable harm having to look at the damn thing? Well, clearly, they, their irreparable, irreparable harm is three-fifths of his irreparable harm. <laughs> oh, that's, I shouldn't have laughed at that. Thank you! But I, uh, true, I get the reference. Uh, true. <laughs> Thank you! I'm here all week. Tell your friends. All right. So this guy... Just, uh, just listen... <laughs> I mean, I know I should be laughing at, at this man's casual racism, but this guy, this guy is dumber than a box of hammers. Let, let the snowflake wine. That's the same, the same, same type of symbol. Um, again, I don't believe it's a symbol of racism. I don't believe it's a symbol of slavery. That's my personal view, but how they feel is their business. But it, it, would, be, it would be ludicrous for me to tell you how they feel. Hey, I get down the street, I see Martin, Martin Luther Coon. I'm... Um, I shouldn't say that. Martin Luther King. I mean, should I rip the should I rip the the signs down? Or they just they, they they take Martin Martin Luther King Street down and arrest that. Oh God! Oh God! He, he, My he, signs. He, 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 I think we need to do. I think we need to listen to that again. God, no, it's all right. I heard it right the first time. This fucker is 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 claiming to not be a racist. And just goes right up and starts saying racist shit. Flagrantly racist shit. Fuck him. As if, as if he has said it before and quite often. It, that it rolled, rolled off, off his, his tongue. tongue. Oh. Yep. Too sweet. Yeah, that, that was habit. That was habit. You know. Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah that, that was... That was a typical example of the everyday casual racism that you see, and I'm going to go. I, I'm going to go out a limb on a limb here and say you don't just see it in the South. I've heard the same damn appellation used by Northerners in Ohio, in New York. It it, it it's. Part of the everyday racism in this country. It's everywhere. It is. It's more open. It's a. It's a. It's a more open, festering wound in the South. I mean, you. You can't. Oh God, you'll be. Oh man, it's bad in the South. But it's in the North too. It's there. Yeah. No, I. I mean, I'm not saying the North. It has no racism, but. Uh... You know, it's definitely more pervasive below the Mason-Dixon line, and a lot of it's just sour. A lot of it's just sour grapes. They can't stand the fact that they got their asses handed to them in a war they started. Yep. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I just wanted to be absolutely clear that this is a problem in the North as well. Well, yeah, I, there are too many Northerners who are smug about well, you know. We aren't the ones who succeeded to keep slavery and race is not an issue in the North. Bullshit. <laughs> oh, they're just yeah. not as overt about it. The ones in the North tend to be a little bit, they don't, they don't give out and write code words and talking points that the race, the race, the Southern races do, but they're there and they're just as virulent. 
All right. Yeah, well, and and Michelle, you might remember the uh, riots in Boston in the mid-70s when they started to force busing. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And there's still, yeah. there's still schools up there that are, are technically not segregated, but it's pretty uh, a pretty uh poor palette of people they're pulling from yeah they're they're you know they're they're flying casually in terms of racism you know they're keeping yeah Yeah, they're keeping their distance but not looking like they're keeping their distance yeah and, and a part of that is because of the way that suburbs have grown in the north where you just the the suburbs are where the white people live Mm-hmm. And uh, we we haven't segregated our schools. We've segregated ourselves. Yes, the communities yeah. are segregated. Yep. Alrighty. Right. Uh, sorry, sorry about going off the rails. No, 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 no. It's uh, well. Let's get to this real quick. It'll be quick. Um, okay. Because when Fox News wants to wants to, you know a biased view on race, who do they go to? Alveda King, who is basically the black sheep of the King family. Okay, the, this yeah. is the anti queer and yeah. This is this woman stands in direct opposition to everything Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. stood for, and why she's allowed to parade around and say, "I'm I'm a conservative member, you know, relative of Dr. King." You're an asshole. I don't care who the fuck you're related to. You're a re- you're an asshole. Um, and so they ask her whether you know. Okay, I actually had I, I well real quick. I had to argue about this too. Someone was saying Doc, Dr. King stood, was opposed to gay marriage. Well, you know, H.P. Lovecraft was also a virulent racist. You know, and I, I you know I I accept that. The fact matters that is that at the time, gay rights weren't. A thing. I'm not justifying that behavior by any stretch of imagination, but what I'm saying is, you know, his. It was a different time. Well, and and yeah. even that is a load of horseshit, because at the end of his life, Dr. King was advocating for the rights of the homosexual community. His words, not mine. Mm-hmm. As as well as for the rights of women, for the rights of the men and women fighting in Vietnam, for the rights of the men and women in the labor unions. So for people to sit there and say he was against yeah, unions. marriage equality is complete bullshit because marriage equality wasn't even on the radar for the LGBT community at the time. The big thing at the time was not getting arrested for just holding hands in public. Yeah, not getting a night, not getting a billy club up your ass because you you dare to, you know, go to a gay bar. I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, not not being put into mental institutions just because of who you love. Yeah, I mean, up until what the the, the mid seventies or was it late seventies? Homosexuality was in the DSM. Yep. All right. Yeah, oh, and. And marriage didn't even become a become a big issue for the community until people started dying of HIV/AIDS and were being denied access to the funerals of their lifetime partners by their partners' families. Yep. Yeah. All right. I guess we're gonna have to put a pin in this Alvida 
uh, Alvita King, uh, I, I, I still say she's a disgrace to her family. You know, no I, I, you'll get no argument from me. You know, like yeah, I said, it, none it, for it, me. Even uh, it, it is not a valid argument saying that 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 he that uh, Martin Luther King, even if it was true, which I'm not saying it is, but even if it was, that's not a valid argument for why it should be continued. It's not. <laughs> it's like it's like you know Jesus. There were slaves in Jesus's time, and he tolerated that. No kidding. Whatever. We don't we don't tolerate it now. I'm sorry. I'm no, it's okay. We're going <laughs> to go to break. When we come back, we'll try and get to this audio. Uh, we may get to uh, Trump's horrible uh, transgender ban. We'll love to see. Kenny Pick at the bottom of the hour. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber. That's the end of Act One. Intermission time. Go get some snacks! Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert at Indie Media Weekly Radio.
show starts in one minute. Show. Attention, people of Earth. What's going Attention, on there? people of Earth. Do not be alarmed. Stand by for an important message. Stand by for an important message. And now, Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. Oh, please let it be fantastic. Of course. Yes, yes, yes. It's rather good, isn't it? Hey, I'm just enjoying the show. Inconceivable! I can't take it anymore! There's no need for that attitude. Don't make me go to the larder and unseal a tin of whoop ass. We came, we saw, we kicked it ass. How freaking cool is that shit? Wait, stop! I reject your reality and substitute my own. Nice, right? I learned that one from you, guy. Bang it out. <laughs> we are going live. Yeah. Feel free to hang around for a while. Oh, God, this makes me happy. And we are back. Join me, as always, out of the great city of Port St. Lucie, Florida. The GM, Gal- excuse me, <clears throat> hiccups or something fierce tonight. Uh, the GM, uh, uh, Galaxy Master of Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. Uh, Mr. Miles Lagan. Yes, hello. Who will hopefully be joining? Who will hopefully be joining me next year at AWA? That's the plan. But <laughs> that makes me so happy. The, <laughs> you're going up to the the big party, but uh, I think it's rains. It's going to have some big what Fourth of July gig. Uh, if I've got the money to there? make it, if I've got the money. It's just, uh, you know, I, 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 the only reason why I can do AWA is it's so close and my pass will probably be comped because uh, I chances are I will get my press pass. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, anyway, uh, also joining us out of the great city of Port St. Lucie, Florida, the DM Dungeon Master of uh, Mike Check Radio, Michelle Legon. And that is me. Mother of cats. First of her name. Oh, gosh. <laughs> 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 All right, and also joining us, grateful. Uh, hap- I'm grateful to have her sitting in for John as he deals with, uh, like I said, his his itty bitty beagle baby not doing too hot. Uh, it's not looking good. Ba- from what you know, I'm not. I haven't heard anything like, oh, he's do- he's doing better. So uh, it's not looking too good. But thank you for uh, sitting in with us tonight, Cat, out of Columbus, Ohio, frequent contributor to Turn Up Tonight with Kenny Pick. Uh, you're very welcome, Adam. And I just went to my larder, and we're fresh out of whoop ass. 
What? Oh. Miles! Refill, uh, so wait, you're saying that I can't I can't go to the larder and unseal a tin of whoop-ass? You didn't make me go to the larder and unseal a tin of whoop-ass. I'll get I'll get on Amazon right away and order you a new case. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. No hamdingers too. Don't don't get hamdingers. I speaking of mystery science theater references, I'm feeling really good about us getting another season. Um, Joel recently sent out an update through the Bring Back MST3K Kickstarter, and he said lawyers are telling him you can't say anything yet, which means there's something he wants to say. <laughs> and I. Yeah, that's a good sign. I think we got. I think we got this. It's swish. Um, you know, you know, I'm excited. I, I, you know, I have high hopes. There's, there's MST3K sign. (laughs) I've got. Let's just say that uh, Kenny will kill me for this joke, but I'm hooked on a feeling. (laughs) He hates. He hates that song. Really. well, no, he, okay, he doesn't hate it, he doesn't think it's in that it's a bad song, he just hates it in that he feels it's overplayed and overused in movies. Well, you know what I love more than anything, Adam? Oh, it's no. having buttons to push. <laughs> you are you are a gifted button pusher. Alright, uh, you know, I, a funny story, I, I got home like right after 5 o'clock and I had no audio edited. Everything you're hearing... I edited it in the space of about 30 minutes. I was like, I gotta get this done! Rocket! Very nice. Alright, uh... You are a professional. Yeah, yeah, I am. Alright, uh... Matt Bevan... Uh, the governor... (laughs) Another snicker from Cat. The governor of Kentucky, he has a theory about what actually happened in, um... Charlottesville. And it's not that Nazis oh. killed an innocent protester and injured, so you know, about a, you know a couple dozen more. No, 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 no. He thinks those motherfuckers need Jesus, and that'll make it all better. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> We're talking with Governor Bevan of Kentucky. You know, you you recently uh, signed some legislation that allowed uh, the the Bible to be taught in public schools in Kentucky once again. Is it? was in all over america for a number of years uh until uh, the 60s or 70s and you know now uh that school's starting back uh could you kind of clarify what that bill does and and uh you know we're talking about you know, learning from history and, and education i think is an important bill sure i mean it is interesting when you go back a couple hundred years in most instances the only textbooks that were actually in our public schools were the bible i mean that was pretty much it Uh, There may have been a few other augmented uh, materials, but really no books. They didn't have textbooks. And so to that end, to pretend again, to scrub history and pretend that that wasn't reality, I think is a dangerous precedent. And it's interesting, the more we've removed any sense of spiritual obligation or or moral uh, higher authority or, or absolute right and wrong, the more we've removed things that are biblically taught from society, the more we've seen the kind of mayhem that we were just discussing. <laughs> Pardon my allergy to bullshit. No, no, it's okay. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, my reaction to this clip is uh, simple. Expletive deleted. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, look, 
I have no problem with the Bible being taught as a work of literature in, in a literature class. That's I am perfect. cool with it being put right next to all the other mythologies. Exactly. I, yep. I, I apparently offended someone because I said, it's all mythology to me. And that's the thing is that when you're when you are when you are when you study mythology as a hobby, you realize that there's nothing in the Bible that hasn't been told before. Pretty much. You know, the crucifixion well, resurrection, that's Odin. Odin hung himself on the tree and speared himself to gain wisdom. He sacrificed himself well, to himself, which very humble act. In the Greek mythology, Asclepius. Yes, that's the well, but and and the uh, guard being banished from the Garden of Eden is like Prometheus being chained, chained to the rock. rock. Yeah. yeah, the fire theft. So, uh, but here's the thing, is that they don't want it to be taught as a work of literature, which, like I said, is perfectly fine. I have no problem with it. I had the, I, I learned, I read the Bible in literature class or a comparative mythology class. That's perfectly fine. In fact, I think it it helps people gain insight into their faith when they see, you know, how the Bible retells these these archetypal stories. You know, if your faith yeah. is genuine, you have nothing to fear from learning about other religions and other folklores and other mythologies. Bingo. Right. And 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 the thing is that when they talk about teaching the Bible in school, what they're doing is they're talking about teaching it as legitimate factual history. You know, like like the world is only 6,000 years old. And a man <laughs> named Jonah was swallowed by a fish and spit out. And or no or that bats... <laughs> or that bats are birds and rabbits chew cud. That, that's, that's in Deuteronomy, folks. Bats are listed as unclean fowl. Yeah. You know, spoiler alert, bats aren't birds. Well, I, I believe that it's Genesis 2. One of the, one of the first two chapters of Genesis, they, they tell different stories of how woman came to be. And I forget whether it's Genesis 1 or Genesis 2. But in one of the accounts, God parades all of the animals in front of Adam so that Adam can find a life mate. And he finds none of them to be suitable. So basically, God tried to get Adam to do bestiality. Well, yep. uh, how many Scottish farmers? All right, that's a bad joke. Let's just go on. <laughs> Proceed. Keep going. Ignore ignore the idiot in the corner. You are not an idiot. And, and, and keep in mind here that I am a member of a Christian church, and I find some comfort in the faith. I don't take it as literal fact. It helps that I came from a liberal denomination where my minister even told me when I went through confirmation classes and was questioning some of these contradictions in the Bible, he said it's not intended to be taken literally. You need to look at it for what it is, look for the lessons in it, and apply those lessons to your life. Yep. That's all that yeah. any myth is. But did, did your pastor warn you about not joining any churches in Innsmouth? 
Not joining any what? Church. It's a it's a Lovecraft joke. A yeah, pastor that one. Usually takes gen- that usually takes generations. <laughs> At least two. <laughs> but all right. So again, this is this idea that if you know, if you would, ju- if everyone was just Christian, everything would be fine. Unicorns would exist, and they'd fart glitter and crap gold. You know, look, I'm sorry. I, If I have children, I have the right to determine what faith they learn. You do not have the right to use the awesome power of the government to force your religious views upon my child. Well, not only that, everybody being Christian is no guarantee. Because look at the centuries of warfare in Europe where everybody was Christian. Yeah. And, at times, and at times, it wasn't even a matter of Protestant versus Catholic. It was Catholic versus Catholic. Yeah. I think the, was it the second uh, crusade? They didn't even make it to the Holy Land. They pretty much were made at a certain distance. Went, ah, we're not going to go. Let's just start killing everybody here. It was Christian on Christian uh, death. <laughs> uh, I got to look that stuff up. Yeah. But but yeah, so, so this idea that, that, if everybody just read the Bible and was a good Christian, no, fuck that shit. Because that's, that is the same Pollyanna bullshit that says if we just let the rich people keep all of their money and not tax them, they will give that money to charity. Some will trickle yeah. down. Don't you want to be trickled upon? <laughs> Don't trickle on me. <laughs> I don't uh, think with the trickles that I have gotten in the last 40 years, Miles, I would have died of thirst a long time ago. <laughs> All of us, yes. Okay. Uh, Wayne Allen Root. Fuck him. I, I totally agree. I do not like this guy. And, um... I think my my allergies that you know everyone here knows I have terrible allergies and sometimes the muscles that control my middle fingers just go absolutely berserk. Oh, so okay. yeah. yeah, it's it's tough. It's really tough, oh. especially when it happens at work. Well, put your palm face up in that in case of that emergency. <laughs> All right, here we go. Wayne Allen Root about liberal women. They just don't know what to say. They've never met a real man before. That was the way liberals treated me at Columbia University, you know? (laughs) I was a real guy's guy and a football player, and I show up at Columbia, and everybody's a wussy. A liberal, spoiled brat, lucky sperm club pussycat. That's what they all are. And they... No, you you were an asshole. Wow. There's a difference. And I love how Lucky Sperm Club, what is Donald Trump? Wow, there's some serious projection. Oh, yeah. Wow. Sigmund Freud would say he has issues. This guy should, you know, this guy is a master projectionist. He should own himself some movie theaters. No kidding. (laughs) So he's complaining that there's whiners and, and wimps in college that he went to? And what? That would make him an eagle soaring among turkeys. What the hell is he complaining about? He should be grateful that everyone out there is making him look that good. <laughs> Ladies oh, will yeah. flock to him. 
What a it's it's gonna get weird. It, it's gonna get infuriating, to be perfectly honest. Here we go. And What's they don't the know how to fight, and they don't know how to argue. Uh, you know, except in <laughs> in weird liberal kind of ways. And they hate <laughs> anything that that anyone who has money, anyone who has power, anyone who owns a business. And then when you say to them, wait a minute, you're a little rich, spoiled brat from Great Neck, New York. I'll bet your parents are rich. Your parents own a business. Yeah, they do. At, what do you want to do with them? Oh, I want to take all their money away, too. Well, it's, that's convenient to say, but you lived on their money for the last 18, 19, 20 years. Now that you're... Okay. I... Okay. <laughs> Let's get a liberal that knows logic in this guy's face. See how he handles it. Uh-oh. Uh Stupid. Stupid. Uh, Did you lose somebody? Cat did not lose audio. She got kicked. Uh, she got removed from the call somehow. So let's add her back. I'm innocent. I didn't do it. What did you do? Nope, it but wasn't me. Let's try this. <laughs> All right, Kat, you didn't lose audio. You lost the call. <laughs> yeah. There's I your problem. Connection. I lost connection altogether. I'm sorry about that. Uh, all right, so, okay. He says liberals don't know how to fight. Don't know how to argue either. Don't know how to argue. At this guy, says I'll the, show him how to fight. You know, I'll take the first couple of hits. I'll call the cops on him and I'll press charges. That's no, 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 no. Here's what we do. Oh yes, I challenge Wayne Allen Root to get in the boxing ring with me. I'll take you on. I'll fight you, and I will kick your ass so hard. The next Wayne Allen Root wannabe will feel it. The next ten of you, your children's 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 children, will feel the ass-kicking I will lay upon you. Pull me up. Well, my issue with Wayne Allen Root is he's a man who made his money off of selling poor guys who are big sports fans on the idea that he had insider information that would help them make a killing betting football games. Oh. What a ginormous asshole. But wait, there's more, and it's going to be really bad. Now that you're at Columbia University, you're living on their money still. You live on their money because you're never going to win, so no one's ever going to take their money away, and you know it. Okay. But wait, okay, here's the next clip. So you're just saying that because you're a guy and there's women in the room and you want to have sex. That, that's all it comes down to. That was the only reason that Bill Clinton ever attended all those peacenik rallies and smoked pot. These are all, you know, it's all BS is what it is. All these liberal guys, they just want to win over women and, and look you know, like a proud peacock in front of women because they know that liberal women want to hear this nonsense. Oh, my God, all I care about is poor people. That's all I care about poor people. And then they know tonight they're going to have sex with some stupid liberal woman who's ugly in the first place because all liberal women are. This coming from the man, you know what I think his issue is? I think his issue is... he hasn't gotten laid in 20 years? I think think his issue is that the only date he can get is with Rosie Palm. Yes, exactly. Now, I I would say this man probably has enough of his sycophants followers money that he could find somebody to pay enough money to in order to get laid oh yeah now, it's he illegal lives... except in nevada but not you know, for any so price he... not for any he price lives... 
recall what I said about how he made his money. He lives in Nevada. Yeah. All right. Well, he's got to at least pay for it. <laughs> my re- my response to any proposition for him would be not at any price, pal. Not for all the tea in China. You'd be surprised what a lady will do if she's given the opportunity to make ten times what she normally does in a night. Let me, mm, I, I guess I can't I be am... opposed to someone, you know, you know, making money, but at the same time... I mean, I... I, I <laughs> And when I say lady in this context, I mean that particular um, occupation. Of the lady. oldest profession in the world, yeah. according to Miss Scarlet, played by, uh, oh shit, what was it? Le- uh, Leslie, Leslie Ann Warren. Yes. I yeah, love I that movie, Cat. I'm sorry. <laughs> I am just guessing he is just overcompensating for something. He's got some deficiency in his life. <laughs> And what are you implying? On everybody else. Let's have him <laughs> measure his hand against doll hands. Yes. I, I, I don't understand what you're saying. Are you saying he has a teeny? Are you saying he has a teeny tiny penis? Yeah. I bet you, you know, crank. You know, I think that deserves a crank or laugh. <laughs> We love you, Crankor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now here's the question I want answered: Which is smaller, his penis or his brain? What? Oh. Well, does he keep his penis or his brain in his penis? I mean, I, I suppose you have a point. You know, because you know. I, all right. Uh, all right, uh, we should get going, but uh, when we come back, we'll go over this. We'll go over one last thing uh, where Fox and Friends calls a student brave for sending an unsolicited letter to people he doesn't know. Uh, and then we'll do Asshole of the Week. I, I have dibs on a certain someone, but I think we're going to use that asshole, my Asshole of the Week, to, to, as a jumping board to uh, have a better discussion. Um, We'll also be talking about the the voice actor news I teased, and uh, some other things. Of course, we're we're ho- we're we're holding out hope that things get better for John and his dog. Yes. You know, um, I'm I, I, I'm still recovering, of course, from uh from Wizzy. Yeah, he was a pain in the ass, but I'd give anything to have that pain in the ass back. So I know yeah. I I know what he's going through. I know what he's going through. Um. So here's hoping. I've seen pictures. He's an adorable beagle. You know, so. My um, first childhood pet was a beagle mix. It oh, was beagle. the most wonderful dog in the world. Yeah, beagles are, are excellent family dogs. They're very well-tempered. You know, they're, they're, but they're also big enough to where they're not going to like just. They don't, they don't, I think a lot of the issues with, with small breed dogs is just they bite first because they think they've got something to prove and maybe maybe i shouldn't yes. be wasting my time psychoanalyzing dogs <laughs> but 
<laughs> well, it also depends on the breed, you know, depending on how overbred they are. So, but this one was a mutt, and he was mostly beagle, but he had something huge in him, and he was the <laughs> biggest damn beagle you've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just have this mental image of like a a beagle, a Rottweiler-sized beagle, or a boxer-sized well, beagle. Yeah, he was almost as big as a German Shepherd. So, yeah. Oh, wow. Was, that is a big a beagle. Big beagle. Yes. That is a beagle. All right, we're going to go to break. When we come back, we'll have Kenny pick on Asshole of the Week. Ah, 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 my eye. Something's in my eye. I'm Uh-oh. sorry about that. No, no, it's just all of a sudden it's like I got smacked and smacked in the eye. Not literally. I'm just saying that's what it felt like. All right, we'll be right You'll back after this. I, I, you'll put your eye out, kid! You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. Give me frogs, flies, locusts, anything but you. Compared to you, the other plagues were a joy. Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert at Indie Media Weekly Radio.
This is Indie Media Weekly, Extraterrestrial Radio. All the power without the tower. Indie Media Weekly Radio is proud to bring you the Thomas Jefferson Hour, a radio program that models civil discourse, critical thinking, and good citizenship. Join nationally acclaimed humanity scholar and award-winning first-person interpreter of Thomas Jefferson, Clay Jenkinson, for the Thomas Jefferson Hour, Tuesdays at 10 a.m., Sundays at 4 p.m. The Thomas Jefferson Hour on Indie Media Weekly Radio. Visit them at jeffersonhour.com. Get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. Listen to Paul's Memory Bank live every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern right here on Indie Media Weekly. Your DJ, Paul, will serve up a mix of classic rock, pop, and novelty music all tied together with a weekly theme. That's Paul's Memory Bank every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern exclusively on Indie Media Weekly. Extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. Well, hello there. This is Kenny Pick. Thanks for listening to Indie Media Weekly. Be sure to check out my show, Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, live every Tuesday and Friday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. For those who dare. Listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber. Living proof that you don't have to be crazy to host this show, but it helps. <laughs> Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber at Indie Media Weekly Radio. Well, I'm back literally just in the nick of time. And it looks like Michelle is still having cat problems. Oops. Uh, her her throne has been usurped. Anyway, uh, I don't hear anything. What? I don't hear anything. No, I'm talking about Michelle. Yeah, I don't hear. I, don't, I hear her laughing. She just sent a picture of the cat in her chair. Oh, that issue. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, uh, I guess I need to be more uh, specific. Anyway. Uh, joining us, as always, out the great city of Port St. Lucie, Florida, the GM Galaxy Master, Mike Check with Adam Hebert, Miles Lagon. Yes, hello, here and cat free. <laughs> cat free's yeah. the way to be. Be line free, yes. And also joining us out of Port St. Lucie, Florida, the DM Dungeon Master of Mike Check Radio, uh, Michelle Lagon. I just think the kitty's mad at me because I'm not playing fetch with him. So, cats play fetch. Wow, it, this one does. So does. <laughs> and he'll, he'll, he'll he'll fetch Nerf darts out of the Nerf gun. He'll uh, he'll 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 get his little mice and bring them back to me so I can throw them for him again. He's he he's a fetcher. Very good. Very good. Also joining us, sitting in for John Kendall, uh, cat out of Columbus, Ohio. Hello, everybody. All right, and, and joining us out of Cleesburg, Ohio, award-winning co- uh, cook, Kenny Pick. Hello, 
That's right. Thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate the accolades. Um, yeah, and actually, uh, I tested once again in my kitchen today the recipe, except I used different meat this time. I did a turkey chili because I shouldn't eat a lot of red meat. And uh, I made, uh, I replicated it, but I screwed up because I put in a whole jalapeno and all the seeds and took out two of my dried chilies. It's a little too Uh-oh. hot, but I, I yeah. like it, but it's a little too hot for Susan. Now, so, when you say it's too uh, hot, is this kind of like one arm on Susan, I'm sorry, kind of hot, or both <laughs> arms on Susan, kind of hot? Well, uh, <laughs> no, no. Okay, Don't okay. worry, I'm not abusing myself with pork, so that, that won't happen. Okay. These are all these are all foods that can be in my wheelhouse or gutty works. Excellent. I do have a question, Kenny. Uh, you mentioned some little contest, and I looked for it, and I couldn't find it on Facebook. And I have an idea, and I want to get it to you. I just don't know how to. Well, I'm going to. Uh, I will make a post and uh, this weekend, and okay. if people find it that way. They can. Otherwise. Um, there will be. Uh, I'll, I'll make the one more announcement on Tuesday, and we'll we'll keep it going for a while to get some good ideas in. I got mine ready. The alt right toy contest, everyone. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yes. <laughs> I did want to say though, Kenny. You, you, I know. I know you have something against the fidget spinners in general but I do have mm. two pretty cool ones that I just bought for collection purposes since they had dragons so <laughs> well there you go there, you there go. are some I pretty got... ones out there I I have no qualms if people want to uh, check them out and collect them or whatever I just think it was ludicrous that uh, old freak boy gets his oh, yeah. uh, ugly, ugly uh, liver spotted face on one Sucking away Republican money into stupid, useless crap. I'm all for it. Yes. <laughs> and hi, Cat. How are you? Doing well, Kenny. Thank you. Excellent. Uh, yeah, we're we're still waiting to hear uh, about an update from John. I just want to know if everything is okay. Oh, all right. Well, while you wait for that, let's just chat. Well, I mean, obviously, we're going to keep the show going, Miles. Nice try. No, but I mean, I mean, for example, Kat has done a wonderful job of developing her character. We have a history. I have something I can look at, verify, and you two gentlemen have a little more work to do. Oh, Jesus Christ! It's not like I'm doing anything else. No, I know, I know, you know. Sneak the books into work and do what I do during your lunch period. You know, just uh, you know. <laughs> curl, up, curl up into no the fetal pressure. position and cry. That's what I do. That's what I do during lunch. Oh wow! I know. I'm sad and pathetic. Anyway, so um, before we get to asshole of the week, so uh, we're gonna real quickly pre. God damn these hiccups. Preview nerd talk. Uh, first of all, I, I do want to do the tomorrow. Kenny is the season finale of Game of Thrones. Are you yes, cut up? Is. Are you cut up? Oh yeah, definitely. I want to do a Deadpool. You want to do a, a Deadpool for uh, the for season finale? Prediction, prediction who's going to die. So, so we'll do that in their talk. Think All about right. it. Take your time. Think about it. 
Okay. We're also going to talk about uh, some um, uh, voice actor news. Um, something sad and then something uplifting. And uh, Defenders talk. I, I, Guys, I'm a bad nerd. I haven't finished episode five yet. No, I think I finished episode five. But I know the twist. I finished the series. Well, we, we, we are a loving and forgiving community. <laughs> I already um, told him that the good, good guys win, so. You know. Ah, you have to ruin everything. All right. All right. Let's get to, uh, let's do this before we get to Asshole of the Week. Uh, Fox and Friends had a student on who, um, after the uh, attacks in Barcelona, decided to make an ass of himself. Imagine that, Miles, a conservative deciding it's a good idea to be an asshole. Shocker. Really? Okay, well, hey, whatever floats his boat. Um, don't, don't color me surprised. He decided to send a letter to the local Muslim Student Association demanding that they denounced what happened. You know, and I'll tell you know, if I were that Muslim group, I would have followed up with a letter that said, when you start denouncing abortion clinic bombings, fat ass. Or when you uh, take the time to denounce Mr. Fields or whatever his name was there in Virginia. Yes. You know, because, you know, two can play at that game. You know, they, that's the thing is that Muslims have to denounce every time something happens that they weren't involved with, that they had nothing to do with. Oh, it has no, you, you're, you, you have to denounce it. Well, why don't Christians ever have to denounce the terror acts committed in the name of their God? Because they're just sick individuals. They have mental problems. Well, they're yes. Christians. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah they, okay. they are. All right. So anyway, here's uh, Fox and Freaks. Hi, thanks, Jillian. The president of a student Republican club at San Diego State University says he's receiving violent threats after writing a letter to the school's Muslim Student Association asking them to condemn the recent terror attacks in Barcelona. The letter reads like this, quote, these acts of violence must now only not only be stopped, but disavowed by Muslim leaders on our campus and our community. It's fair enough. All right, students on the campus are now accusing the student GOP leader of promoting Islamophobia and calling now for his resignation. Joining us now is the author of that letter, the president of the San Diego State College Republicans, Brandon Jones. Good morning to you, Brandon. Hey, how's it going, guys? We're great, thank you. So tell us what happened. You sent this letter to the Muslim Student Association? Yeah, so I sent them a letter just simply asking them to condemn the Ooh. violence that happened in Barcelona, and boy, did they flip out. All right. No, here's <laughs> what you did. You made an asshole of yourself. You sent an unsolicited accusatory letter to an organization who did nothing to you. <laughs> Why are they even giving him a platform? Because they're assholes too. Ooh, your mic is hot, brother. You're gonna make me deaf. I'm sorry. How's that? Well, uh, you know, does if we go down this road where every Muslim organization has to come out and condemn every act of terror by a Muslim, every murder committed by a Muslim. 
when are we going to start holding white people to the same standard for apologizing every time a white cop shoots a bl unarmed black person, um, every time a cisgendered person kills a trans person? You know, uh, where is this lunacy going to end? Yeah. No, uh, you're you're yeah. right, but you know, again, but again, they never they never have to apologize for anything. They never have to denounce radical Christianity. In fact, no one ever talks about radical Christianity. Violent well, Christians Adam, blowing shit up that isn't theirs. Adam, there's a term for that. Hypocrisy? You know what that no. Privilege. Uh that that good point. I like that point. Yep. I like that point very much. I like it very much. All right, here's cut two. I just... And his smug attitude. I only sent him a letter asking them, You made an ass of yourself! He was he was being a paternalistic little jerk. You know, and, and I'm always amazed at how shocked these people are when they act like a bunch of brain assholes. And then they... they the, why don't people like me? It's like Hitler wondering why his... You know why? You know he's hated so much. I no no. What's the term? Help me, Kenny. Self awareness. Yes. Which is you know. Uh, anyway, cut to go. I said go. What's wrong with that? Well, I, the funny thing is, is that they're more worried about a letter that I wrote than they are about radical Islamic terrorism. You know, it's amazing. You, they shouldn't even have, you shouldn't even have had to write that letter. They should have stepped out right away to say, that's the terror uh, part of Islamic extremism, and we are not that. But instead, you got a violent reaction? Yeah, I got a couple threats via text message and phone calls, um, you know, basically saying that, uh, that I better watch my back and that, you know, we, that I've turned uh, the campus into a war zone. Well, in this day and age, you're very brave, not only to come on national television and talk about it, but you sent a letter, and I understand your phone <laughs> number was attached to that letter, and that letter was made public. Why, why do you think it's so important to come out publicly? I'm going to stop there. What sort of jackass attaches his phone number to a letter that he knows is going to piss people off? You know what? He kind of wants he, to provoke a reaction. Exactly. He wants these death threats so he can go out Oh, violent liberals! Can can I ask if he possibly, um, since they were threats against him, um, gave those texts and those emails to the police, so at least they'd have a record of them? He I will get to that. Did. I believe. I, I I well, I don't know. We'll oh, see. Oh, like. maybe he did. I think it's uh, important to come out publicly because really what it did was it just kind of exposed the left-wing indoctrination that conservative students uh, are battling on college campuses. And so for us to come out and for me and my team to stand on the front lines and, and combat that, that's really what, uh, what we're about. Here's an idea. You want to stand on the front lines? Let's slap a pack on your back, a rifle in your arms, and ship your fat ass off to whatever the new war zone is. Afghanistan again. Ah, thank you. I, I lost track. You know, they always love to talk about being on the front lines, yet, you know, they never sign up to go to war, the actual front lines. They just I'm so persecuted by intolerant liberals. <laughs> 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 yeah. 
Yeah, that's not a that's not a thing. <laughs> but once yeah. again, it all comes back to the uh, idea that, uh, and the freaks and friends bimbo said it there. Well, when something like this happens, shouldn't they just come out and condemn it? Why should any group that had no connection to the attack whatsoever have to condemn it? I don't have to condemn what's done by some white Christian guy over in West Germany. That is true. Yeah, exactly. Total the, the, false equivalence. Well, of course. But again, we all know that conservatives love to play the victim. They love it. Oh, yeah. It, because it, it's basically, they get to feel like Jesus without any of the commitment to the philosophy. No president has been more mistreated than me. Well, they also they also are so good at playing the victim that the um, the, uh, the the left the right leaning news sources will cover them and not cover the actual imams or other people who are actually saying something about these terrorist attacks. Very true. So it's because because that because it's all about the narrative they can't admit the those and the fear they can't admit those imams are doing what they want them to do because then it shatters this narrative you know right. any anyway i, I think kenny has something to, to say no 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 I, I was just clearing my throat oh okay that's okay too all right cut the uh, fear yeah cut uh, cut three go they call the young democrat socialists uh call you call this letter cruel and bigoted yeah, the socialist. Anything with the name socialist in it, I don't really pay too much attention to. <laughs> I just I'm smart. Uh, I made a joke about socialism. says to you, uh, "I'm smart." I made a joke about socialism. <laughs> I bet you this. I bet you. I bet you, Kenny, that like Wayne Allen Root, the only date this guy can get is with with Rosie Palm. Uh, perhaps so. But, I've seen uh, his picture. I don't think anybody wants to be a fly on the wall for that. Yeah, I, I've seen this picture. Okay. Seeing his picture gave me confidence in my looks, and we all know I have zero confidence in my looks. What's this all guy's right. name again? Oh, Brandon Jones? No. No. I'll find out. One second. Uh, San Diego State University takes seriously the well-being and safety of all our students, faculty, and staff. When alert to any safety concerns from our campus community, university reps have standard guidelines, and and they have act. They they say they're going to provide for your safety. Do you do you feel as though the school has stepped up for you? Uh, I do think um, I will say that the university stepped, uh, reached out, and uh, gave me a phone call. The dean of students there with uh, Corporal Peterson. They made sure that I had the necessary resources available. Um, but you know, we are definitely watching our backs on campus. Uh, there's been a target put on my back. There's been a target put on all of our members' backs. Okay, so he screws up. He sends this horrible letter, and the university says, "Don't worry, we'll take care of you." No, what you should say is. Man up! You screwed up! You sent the letter! You're on your own! Personal responsibility. You know, funny how wow, the, the part... Yes, Kenny. I, I was just going to say, no, no shock here. Uh, he's sporting the Nazi haircut. Oh, lovely. I think that warrants a drama sting. 
I mean, seriously, he's got like. I mean, it's it's um, yeah. So so you're saying that if he were wearing a white polo and khakis, not only would it not shock you, he would have fit right in at Charlottesville. Yes. Ah, you got it. All right, final cut, and then we get to asshole of the week. We'll run a little long again, but that's okay. You regret writing the letter? No way. Be glad you did. Brandon, what do you want to do with your future? Politics? Of course he's not going to regret writing the letter. He's a sociopath. Sociopaths don't feel regret. He did it for attention. He did, yeah, exactly. I was about to say exactly the same thing. He got the attention he wanted. He got his ugly mug on Fox News, which was probably what his goal was in the first place. So he, he feels like he succeeded. Yeah. And like I said, shame on the college for encouraging this behavior by saying we're going to protect you. Like I said, throw him to the wolves and see how brave he really is. Because I guarantee you he will shriek like a little child when they catch up to him. Well, you can't send him off into the military because if what you're saying is true, he wouldn't meet the military standards. Well, that is true. But my po- I'm just saying that, that, you know, they call him brave. Let's see how brave he is. Call off the security detail. Man up. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know, like I said, the fact that he included his phone number on the letter shows he wanted this so, Kenny, he can go around saying, Oh, violent liberals, violent liberals, see how violent liberals are? Did uh, this letter get made, was this letter made public? Uh, I can look. I'm just curious. That would uh, mean his phone number just got be was made public. I don't know what you're like, insinuating, uh, sir. Well, like this uh, crybaby, that uh, the, the the crying Nazi, and he put his phone number out there for the police to call him to please, you know, come arrest me, but don't kill me. Kind of that, uh, that oh, that's guy. right. Are, are you saying that we should find out if we can get his phone number and publish it? No, oh, I'm hoping his phone number is just public record. I'm, so I'm above that, have... sir. Oh, Adam, oh. Adam, it would just be to help him. He needs all the help he can get. So if his number's out there and widely published, he's going to get all the help he wants. Sure, and if he needs a buddy, if he needs a buddy in a few months, somebody should be getting out of prison, and you should be able to reach them at six three one seven nine one five eight four two. Or, or you you might be able to find him on OKK Cupid now as well. You know, OKK Cupid. That's yes. I wonder how much the phone company that owns that number. Because there's different phone companies. This is a cell number, right? Would like it for people that are, let's just say, just call them Nazis, and they do something public that earns the wrath of the public, and their phone number's out there, and that phone number now is ruined. And they say, I need a new phone number, and that phone number now goes to somebody else, and this person's getting harassing phone calls because the previous owner was a Nazi. And they call up the phone company and go, hey! This number you just gave me, I'm getting harassed as shit, you know, and so they're effectively ruining the phone numbers. I mean, I, I'm... That's really neither here or there. Never mind. Take you on my comments. Modern day black magic spell, Miles. Yeah, I know, I know. Alright, we're gonna have to be quick about this, but let's do it. Who is he? He's an asshole, sir. I know that. What's his name? Asshole. Major asshole. I knew it. I'm surrounded by assholes. Were ye born? Or did you work it in your whole life? 
leading asshole in the state. Either way, it worked out fine. Cause you're an asshole tonight. How many assholes we got on this ship anyhow? I'm an asshole! <laughs> Alright, Miles, quick, what do you got? Uh, my guy is Daniel Borden, teen white nationalist. He has been arrested for participating in the beating of uh, that person at the Charlottesville that they that they video captured in the like the little tunnel or something like that. There were six white supremacists beating this guy with road signs and what what and whatnot. And uh, this little this little schmuck just got arrested. And uh, now I hope they catch the other ones. But uh, you know what? His life deserves that kind of a record. A nice little felony conviction. Uh, and he's 18 years old. Enjoy life, you know, as a convicted felon, you schmuck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Michelle, what do you got for us? I just, um, my my asshole of the week has been the asshole of the month and the asshole ever since she put her face on uh, the uh, White House uh, press uh, briefings. Sarah Huckabee Sanders. I just want her to answer one damn question straight. I bet if somebody asked I bet somebody asked her if she was female. She'd hem and haw about that, too. Oh! <laughs> Do you need a hug? <laughs> All right. Cat, uh, uh, what do you got? I have Vice Penis Penis, who is <laughs> responsible at the direction of Tony Perkins. No, mother, blood. But, um... <laughs> For um, poking and prodding from behind Mr. Dollhands into the uh, the formalization of the trans ban. Yeah, that was, oh. the, you know, you have to talk about a dick move, poking and prodding from behind. If I could ask, is that actually, is that, is that the kind of thing that'll just get turned over by the courts? We'll Probably. see. Probably. Okay, okay, I think it is. Because, I, I mean, you're talking about dishonorably discharging thousands of people. And, and again, a dishonorable discharge is basically ruining their lives because people are going to say, you got dishonorably discharged? Well, you know, I mean... Well, not only that, but you're also telling people who are otherwise qualified to serve that they can't serve simply because of this. They wanted to serve, and look at the jerk that's causing all this situation. He got out of it five frickin' times for imaginary reasons. Good lord. For a foot so racked with bone spurs, he couldn't sit in a foxhole, but he could go and play football. And yeah, and baseball too, I think. Yeah. The only foxhole he's comfortable in is uh, Steve Ducey's. Oh. I have something about Fox I want to tell you guys later. I heard it. It, it made me giggle. So. All right, but first we got to get to Kenny Pick's asshole of the week. Okay, I don't know if you covered it or not, but holy shit. Um, Scott Bayo's wife, Renee Bayo. I don't know if you heard her tweet. To she, She's been uh, defending her husband for suggesting that Sandy Hook was a false flag. And she's been in a mix-em-up with, um, uh, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Nelba Marquez-Green, who lost uh, two of her children in Sandy Hook. Um, and she said, I'm sorry for your loss at Nelba underscore MG. 
However, maybe your children are in a better place. Your ugliness knows no bounds. I'll pray for you. So, she said, your kids are better off dead because you're an ugly person. But I'll pray for you because I'm so much better than you because, oh my god, I just found this. And I was like, oh, instant asshole of the week. Hey, um, you But know. seriously, lady, you're a dick. You're a bigger dick than your asshole, shitty actor husband, and you're my asshole of the week. Wow. Yeah. Amen. Oh, she also locked her Twitter account. Oh, coward! Coward! Just like Fish the person. Can't take it. Yep. She yep. Can, yep. You know, uh, but anyway, uh, my asshole of the week is filmmaker James Cameron, who came out this week and said something mind-numbingly stupid and saying that the Wonder Woman movie objectified Wonder Woman, to which I say, what theater were you in? Well, this is the same guy who built a film franchise off of objectifying Sarah Connor. Correct. This is wow. also a guy who, who uh, had a movie full of bloobs. <laughs> but I mean, seriously, and we'll talk more about this during Nerd Talk, but I mean, here's the thing. He obviously didn't watch the movie because every time someone did try to objectify Diana... They got proven wrong. That yeah. you know. I think somebody's jealous. I think somebody can't get a date with anyone other than Rosie Palm again. Probably somebody just found out he's not going to be able to direct the follow-up Wonder Woman movie. <laughs> it ain't you. Uh, you know. I uh, I also some somebody retweeted uh, or, or uh, responded to him on uh, Twitter. And they said something to the effect of, "Oh, why don't you go? Why don't you shut up and go talk about the other six Avatar movies you're never going to make?" <laughs> well, in oh, nice. <laughs> didn't didn't his marriage marriages generally end in him cheating on his wives? Are are you accusing him of being a a, a bladed hypocrite, Cat? Oh, uh, certainly. I I, I can accept I, I, this. I'm one thing I can tell, I can, yeah. One thing I can tell everybody on this program is I have never been a fan of James Cameron. I think he is an overrated hack, well, and I've never like a really uh, steamy scene in Titanic, dealing with a car and painting. And I've things. I have never <laughs> ever ever once <laughs> once I've never watched Titanic. I've never watched Avatar. I will not watch those movies. And yet. Yeah, I mean, what about that entire nude scene with uh, Kate Winslet in Titanic? What was that all about, Cameron? Yeah. Oh, it was artistic, Kenny, I assure you. Just purely artistic. <laughs> fap, 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 fap. Uh, thank you for that delightful <laughs> mental image, Kenny Pick. All right, we're going to go to break. We'll talk about this more on the flip side. Um, and like I said, we'll do the Deadpool because uh, I have some theories uh you know we're not gonna like spoil you know the, well spoil too much but i just want to know what who people think might be safe and who people think might die and of course we're heading into the the exciting conclusion of uh twin peaks three more episodes kenny three more episodes i'm very excited so, i have a i read a i read a theory about uh a character that we might be able to discuss it could be spoilerific 
but I think it's a pretty solid theory. Anyone here care about spoil- spoiling Twin Peaks? Nope, I'm good. <laughs> okay. Not the whole series, just just one plot point for one character. I will say this. Can we please get Spoiler. Coop back to Twin Peaks? It's it's time. Well, we'll see what happens after he, uh, you know, uh, gets that fork out of the socket. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Oh. All right, we'll be right back after this. This will be a short one. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. I won't argue that it was a no-holds-barred, adrenaline-fueled thrill ride, but there's no way you could perpetrate that amount of carnage and mayhem and not incur a considerable amount of paperwork. Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert at Indie Media Weekly Radio. starts in one minute. Attention, people of Earth. Attention, people of Earth. Do not be alarmed. Stand by for an important message. 
stand by for an important message. And now, Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. Oh, please let it be fantastic. Of course. Yes, yes, yes. It's rather good, isn't it? Hey, I'm just enjoying the show. Inconceivable. I can't take it anymore. There's no need for that attitude. Don't make me go to the larder and unseal a tin of whoop ass. We came, we saw, we kicked it ass. How freaking cool is that shit? Great stop. I reject your reality and substitute my own. Nice, right? I learned that one from you, guy. Bang it out. <laughs> we are going live. Yeah. Feel free to hang around for a while. Oh, God, this makes me happy. All right, and we're back for the final hour here on Mike Check Radio. Join me, as always, out of the great city of Port St. Lucie, Florida, Miles Lagon, the GM Galaxy Master. Ready to Deadpool this segment. <laughs> and also joining us out of Port St. Lucie, Florida, the DM Dungeon Master of Mike Check Radio, Michelle Lagon, mother of cats. I am here and ready to go. All right, and also join us singing for John Candle while he deals with his itty-bitty beagle baby. I just love saying that. I'm sorry. <laughs> Cat out of Columbus, Ohio, frequent contributor to uh, that other show, Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, which I believe I'm on Tuesday. I believe you are. Thank you very much, Adam. And um, yes, I am an overachiever when it comes to my characters. And I will say you are, you are you also seem to be a big fan of uh, Laura Bailey and or Travis Willingham. I'm a big fan of the entire Critical Role gang. All right, and, and I'm not not. It is that. an amazing show. You know, I, yeah. Well, I mean, and they're they're you know, like I said, I'm excited. I'm hoping that you know, like I said, knock on wood. But anyway, also award-winning Kenny Pick, cooker of chili, destroyer of thunder buckets. <laughs> yes, uh, and uh, <laughs> again, I'm I'm kind of regretting that fresh jalapeno in this batch. It's still good, and I still think it could win an award, but um, I think I'm going to go back to the original way I did things. Well, I mean, it's like so I said. I'm... Sorry, go on. It was a jalapeno instead of a. Uh, um, so it was a jalapeno. I have, I have four. Uh, uh, my uh, award-winning recipe had four dried chilies. I scaled it back to two dried chilies and one fresh jalapeno, but still a little too much heat there. Oh, yeah, you left all the webbing and the seeds. Yeah, that'll hurt you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and I, and I don't know. I, did You did get my with this crock pot or on it joke, right? Yeah, I think so. Because that's I, what. I don't remember. When was it? Well, because, okay, the idea is that a Greek mother was sending her son to war gives him the family shield and says tate e epitas with this shield or on it basically you come home in victory with your shield or you come home dead on it don't leave it behind because then uh, we'll know you're a coward see yes now i get it sure. okay <laughs> anyway thank you <laughs> greek history jokes won't you all right uh let's get so let's do we're gonna we're just gonna go right back to the cameron thing because this just steamed my buns I loved Wonder Woman. I thought it was a great... And, and Kenny, you know, of all people, you know, I wasn't really, you know, I was like, I, I, I don't know about... 
Gal Gadot is Wonder Woman. I mean, she looks the part, but can she act? You know, you know, I kind of was, you know, leery about it at first, and that she really won me over. She was the one good part of Batman versus Superman. Oh, yeah, she was great. You know, uh, so, you know, she really won me over with that in this movie. I loved this that movie, and I'm really excited to be able to, co- to cover it for our summer blockbuster movie special whenever we get to that, which will be probably be October. Uh, but uh, so he writes, I, uh, all of the self-congratulatory back patting Hollywood's been doing over, over Wonder Woman has been misguided. She's an objectified icon. It's just male Hollywood doing the same thing. I'm not saying I didn't like the movie, but to me, it's a step backwards. Sarah Connor wasn't a beauty icon. She was strong. She was troubled. She was a terrible mother. And she earned the respect of the audience through pure grit. And to me, the benefit of characters like Sarah is so obvious. I mean, half the audience is female. Look at me! It's all about me and what I've done! Yeah. Now, let's go back in time to 2009, shall we? Miles, did you you plutonium up the, the DeLorean like I asked? It's all ready to go. Just, uh, you know, set the uh, flux capacitor and you're set. Yeah. Flux capacitor is... Great, Scott! All right, good job. We're back in time. There we go. It's that easy. Boom! I put a beer, ca- I put a beer, I put a beer can and a banana peel on it for you. Oh, well, thank you. That helps, too. Yeah, Mr. Fusion. <laughs> all right, all right. So, uh, in, in 2009, Cameron bra- bragged the Playboy at length and with great specificity about how the Navi, the species of blue alien in this film, Avatar had to have well-formed breasts and how the film decided to showcase said breasts. It's hard to tell how much he was joking. Playboy, how, mu- how much... Bloops. <laughs> I just love that. Playboy, how much did you get into calibrating your movies, your movie heroine's hotness? Cameron, right from the beginning, said she's got to have tits, even though her that makes no sense because her species, the Navi, aren't placental mammals. Clearly, he's not objectifying anyone here. No. I uh, oh, I designed God. her costume. I, I just want to confess that Bloobs came from uh, the Honest trailer uh, for Avatar, <laughs> which is hilarious. Uh, no, that that's brilliant. Those guys are great. Yes. All right. Uh, so, uh, Playboy asks, uh, I'm skipping, I'm glossing over, glossing over. Playboy, are her breasts on view? Cameron, I came up with this free-floating lion's mane-like array of feathers, and we strategically lit and angled shots not to draw attention to her breasts, but they're right there. The animation uses a physics-based sim that takes into consideration gravity, air movement, and the momentum of her hair, her top. We had a shot in which Neytiri falls into a specific position, and because she is lit by orange firelight, it lights up the nipples. That was good, except we're going for a PG-13 rating, so we wound up having to fix it. We will have to put it on the special edition DVD. It will be a collector's item. A a Neytiri Playboy centerfold would have been a good idea. Oh, Oh, good God. I may never watch that movie again. I'll uh-huh. definitely never watch it for the first time because I remember Stephanie Miller was just like raving about it when it came out. And I was like, it, that movie looked terrible to me. I'm sorry. It just looks like everything about certain kinds of sci-fi movies that I hate. 
I and enjoyed I knew it, it, but you know, I won't watch it again. <laughs> my it just my looked big... it just looked like blue Ewoks to me. That's all. My big problem with it <laughs> don't slander it, Ewoks. I'm sorry, I don't like them. Wait, go ahead, Cap. Movie... When the movie came out, my big problem with it was it seemed like Cameron was going for every potential gimmick he could load into the movie to draw people in to see it. It was 3D. It was all of this CGI in it. It, it was it was just, to me, completely off-putting from the get-go. Mm. I think that's I, I- why... I enjoyed it. I liked the visual. I didn't pay too much attention to the story. So. And obviously, you weren't a big reader of Playboy at the time either. Well, I no, actually, I do read Playboy. I have. Oh, well, for the for the articles. I. Well, now that's all you uh, can like read it for. Just too, saying, so, gentlemen, okay. she's taken. Yes. Uh, well, if you would like, Adam, it's only two minutes and eighteen seconds long. I actually have the honest trailer uh, for Avatar pulled up. If you'd like to. Uh, Rocket, you turn. Hold on, I gotta, I gotta make it official. Hold on, Rocket, you ready? Okay. Cool, Rocket, you turkey. In a world created by fat computer programmers, comes a film so epic it increased ticket prices three whole dollars. Avatar. Meet Jake Sully a Marine who is contacted by the government because his dead twin brother Tommy was part of a secret scientific program that engineered expensive synthetic avatar bodies capable of being driven by human drivers when wired into a computer, but only if the DNA genomes of the driver and the avatar body match, which Jake's does because he's a twin. So the government takes advantage of this fact by asking Jake to drive Tommy's avatar body to a rich depositive space goal called Unobtainium, which is sitting under a tree called Home Tree, which is occupied by the native people called the Navi. It's kind of dumb. Meet Nate Fury, <laughs> but more importantly, meet her side bloobs. Together, they'll side learn bloops. military bad, trees good. Travel to a futuristic world of spaceships, mech warriors, and really crappy wheelchairs? Follow along with a team of scientists who blend in with the natives by wearing the Gap Khaki Collection. Discover the Navi, a strong and noble race of blue Indians fully in tune with nature who are somehow helpless without the white man. It's actually kind of offensive when you think about it. This December, prepare for three hours of eyeball twitching. There's a lot of eyeball twitching going on right now, everybody. As you're force-fed the most <laughs> obvious message ever. They're just goddamn trees. <laughs> it will leave you wondering, did I see her nipple? Starring the recycled plots from Dances, Wool, Pocahontas, Last of the Mohicans, An Inconvenient Truth, Native American History, and Fern Gully, Papyrus, um, I mean, Avatar. Ah, we get it. We'll recycle. Please just make another Terminator already. (laughs) You want to careful what you wish for because that video was made in 2012, and we got Terminator Genesis. I thought you liked that. No, that was fucking terrible. What was the one you liked? Um, I like Terminator Salvation. Okay, there's okay. That sounds right. Okay. Jenny's Does anyone here like, like Fern Gully? 
Um, I've never seen it, but um, uh, I, I guess I'll watch that instead of watching Avatar now. Oh, I loved it. It was it, it's it's like my one of my most favorite little uh, cart, uh, uh, animated uh, uh, movies. It's 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 a blast. Just because of Robin Williams, you know, playing Batty, it's just great. Wasn't that and a Don Bluth? Hmm? Yes, it was. Um, a, it was yeah. a Don Bluth not... film. Yeah. Oh, another thing to hate James Cameron for is drastically shifting the Alien franchise in a direction it shouldn't have gone. I won't say Aliens was a terrible movie, but it shouldn't have been. It. it, it I don't agree that they should have gone the whole space marine you know alien queen little girl they mostly come out at night mostly you know i mean it it was it just you know i again i didn't hate the movie but it's a far inferior film to the first alien film by ridley scott who is a god it's a different type of film entirely i worked at a movie theater when it was um being uh, uh run so i saw it 29 times in the theater so you know, I had it memorized. <laughs> and if it wasn't for that movie, we never would have had Bill Paxton saying, Game over, man. Game over. Oh, great. <laughs> Not, you know, I got it somewhere. I tried to do as close approximation as I could so you didn't have That's to get it, it out man. if you didn't want Game to. over, man. It's game over. Game over. I love the, I love the <laughs> voice cracking, man. Can, can I... Um, are, are we done with Cameron? Because I have a really quick thing that I just want to say Go about for it. Fox. Okay, yeah. if you ever look up Pythagorean numerology and you look at the alphabet versus the numbers, Fox is 666. That's all? Nice! <laughs> I like it. That's awesome. I like it. That's good. All right. Uh, let's, um, all right, I will talk about the... The, the Twin Peaks thing might take a while, so do you might want to do something short here. All right. Um, so the sad news, um, and this is why I told everyone to bring your DCAU nerd tonight. Um, th- this is just coming to me this week, but um, Andrea Romano has retired. Yeah. Um, if you don't know the name, you know her works. Um, because she has been all over American animation since, like, the mid-80s. Mid to late 80s on up. Um, she did Batman the Animated Series, which is probably, you know, she, with Batman the Animated Series, she basically revolutionized how American voice acting was done. You know, because she had them do it as an ensemble cast. You know, everyone was there together for the recordings of that, which was something that was completely unheard of at that time. Um... But um, she had a, she has a a condition that has rendered her blind in one eye, um, and so she decided to retire. Well, but uh, you know, she she says she wants to remain active in ho- in the Hollywood scene, but that you know she just can't do what she was doing before because you know she's half blind. Um, but it's, you know it, it's very sad because I mean, what she's done for American animation, you know, is amazing. I mean. Mark Hamill basically owes his almost his entire modern career to her picking him as Joker. You know, uh, here's a here's a um, a little tidbit about Andrea Romano, and I, it's uh, it comes from the commentary, I believe, or a special feature 
on the uh, Batman Beyond movie, J- Return of the Joker. Um, the actor who was playing um, young, uh, either young Tim Drake or young Dick Grayson, I can't remember. Tim uh, Drake. I, it's been a while. It, well, both were in, I think both were in the movie. I can't remember. Uh, but yeah, so anyway, the actor who was playing young, young Tim Drake, um, there was a moment in the 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 movie where he had to like break down and sob uncontrollably, and and she said we and unfortunately we just couldn't get the performance out of him for that, so I did it. <laughs> so she, Andrea Romano did this part in in that movie, and in it's gut wrenching. It's gut wrenching. This uh, you know this sobbing that she did uh, and it was um you know i mean so so that's just shows how just how hands on she was in what she's done you know as the voice director uh, for for all of these films and um, uh cart you know series and and things like that you know uh, it's um you know she's she's a a real hero uh to me and a lot of other people obviously um, I, but uh, yeah, I, I I hope I hope to hear her voice maybe in something. Maybe she can just you know do some occasional voice work because she has a wonderful voice and she's done all kinds of stuff. So it would be it would be great, Michelle. I'm just um her name sounds familiar. Wasn't she do did she do some uh, voice directing for uh, some of the Blizzard Enterprise stuff? Some of the like uh, I don't know the, the Diablo and the um, the Overwatch and things. It, it's possible. I'd have to look. I know she was involved with Avatar: The Last Airbender. She was involved with Voltron: Legendary Defender up until this last season. Um. Yeah, because I seem to remember her name being listed. I, I, I don't remember names very often, but that's a well. Very, like I said, uh, if you don't know the name, you've you've heard something she did. You know, I yeah. mean, she basically did the entire DCAU up until Justice League Unlimited. She did, like I said, Avatar The Last Airbender, which is probably the best American cartoon since Gargoyles. And Kenny, you know that's yeah. not a compliment I give out lightly. She, yeah, I mean, she she's done stuff like she was the dialogue director on DuckTales. Uh, she did uh, a bunch of Hanna-Barbera stuff in the 80s. Um, okay. She, uh, I, I noticed she did, um, I did see here, she's done some stuff for video games. They mentioned, um, Diablo 3. Yep. Yep, that's a Blizzard. That's one yep. of my favorite yeah. games. Yep. And, um, yeah, I mean, just uh, other weird stuff. You know, Chippendale Rescue Rangers, Paddington Bear, uh, Freakazoid, Pinky and the Brain, you know, um, uh-huh. voice director. Just about casting director or voice director on all these different things. Um, you know, and you know stuff like Phineas and Ferb, Ben Ten, Thundercats, the newer Thundercats. Um, so, you know, Voltron, Voltron, Legendary Defender, voice director. Yeah, yeah and I will she, say this. Uh, oh, sorry. If she if she directed on Diablo three, she might have had something to do with Jim Ward. Because Jim Ward played one of the char- one of the main bad guys on Diablo. Lyle. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's that's an interest. (laughs) I I will also say that, uh, you know, it's a good thing you mentioned uh, uh, Pinky and the Brain because that brings us to our next story that has to do with animation. Uh, Rob Paulson, legendary voice actor who played Pinky. 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 uh, uh, I think he was, was he Leonardo Raphael? I think it was Leonardo in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I mean, this guy's, but, but, you know, Yakko Warner. 
Uh, you know, he's been all over. Uh, he and um, he recently announced that um, he'd been fighting cancer, and he won. Oh yeah, he beat cancer. Good. You know, Good for him. And it was so cancer, wasn't it? It was. Uh, my understanding is it was it was a variant of this of the cancer that um, uh, Roger Ebert had. Because they said you gotta take care of this now, or you go you're going to end up like Roger Ebert. So, um, Good. so that's Good. some positive news. That's some positive news. news. You know, uh, you know, uh, I, I can't imagine. You know, like I said, you know, I, I've got to upload this for for Michelle. I I, I keep forgetting to, mm-hmm. but you know that what you've seen the video, Kenny, where they did the the script reading of Star Wars. <laughs> and he he's doing, yeah. you know, all these characters. And uh, yeah. it's just, you know, it's just brilliant. Uh, you know, I, I got to get it uploaded. Because... Also, um, yes. Uh, just real quick, uh, uh, I, I know I've heard some of you mentioned Legend of Korra, the Legend of Korra. Yes. Uh, she was yeah. uh, the innkeeper in the Stakeout episode. I'd have to review the episode, but yeah, I'm not surprised she was... Inv- I'm pretty sure she was probably a voice director for that as well, considering her involvement yeah. in the original Avatar. You know, I don't know. Uh, but in honor of Andrea, in honor of Andrea Romano, I move that she be made, be she be considered a leg, a living legend, and that a statue of her be put in the Indie Media Weekly Radio uh, cafeteria. Yeah, and uh, and she's only sixty one, so I really hope that you know she can just take some time off and and maybe you know just not you know just heal. To the best of her ability, and maybe just you know continue on with voicing stuff. And well, but, like, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Well, it's like I was going to say. I think that we're going to see a bit, a, a bit more of her on the con circuit, which would be great. Mm. She, she recently, they recently did a Justice League reunion and script reading at a convention, and she did, you know, you know like in the in the video I mentioned earlier, Kevin Conner was the narrator, and she did the narration for this. And, th- you know, this was, like, a couple months before she announced her retirement. So she was probably, you know, f- you know, she probably lost most sight in her eye by then. And and she did the script yeah. reading. So, I mean, I think, you know, I-, I think I'm looking at this as maybe this opens her up to attend the convention circuit a bit more. Because I think that would be amazing. And I think what better way to get someone interested in, do- you know, in doing that sort of stuff than to meet living legend Andrea Romano. You know, I, yeah. I will one up you, Adam. Instead of just putting the statue in the in the uh, uh, Indie Media Weekly lunchroom, why don't we just take that statue and duplicate it and put it in place of every single uh, Civil War, you know, Southern uh, traitors statue across the country? I there like that idea. I like our better idea: melt all those statues down and recast them as Andrea Romano. Yes. There Boom. You go. And I will say this: oh, you mentioned she was, yes. she was also responsible for casting uh, Senator Patrick Leahy on Batman the Animated Series as well. The, well, yeah, wow, she got to work with uh, Patrick Leahy. That's neat. I will say though, yeah, you Patrick mentioned Leahy's a huge Batman fan. Yeah, I think he's appeared in uh, several Batman movies in the background. But go ahead. I was going to say you mentioned the new Thundercats uh, series, and I actually really enjoyed that. I think they didn't give it a fair enough chance. And but it, I mean it had Will Friedel who was the voice of Terry McGinnis and Batman Beyond, and that launched his voice acting career. You know I mean so he I mean there are so many people in in, in voice acting who owe their careers 
to Andrew Romano. And, and, you know, like I said, it's sad that she had to retire because of this, but, you know, like I said, she's she's earned her rest, you know? I mean, she is a living legend in my personal opinion. Yeah. So, you know, like I said... Well, I hope she, uh, like I said, I, I hope she finds her way back, you know, th- that she can take some time off and, and maybe work her way back into a position where... Maybe she doesn't have the weight of the world on her shoulders, you know, as a casting and voice director and everything. Um, and, and maybe just because, I mean, obviously she loves what she does and, you know, she's only 61. Yeah, I mean, she, so, yeah, like I said, it's know. not like, like she didn't retire because of age. It's just she couldn't read as well anymore because she was blind. I mean, when I, so, but yeah, like I said, we hope, we wish her all the, all the best and, uh, you know, Hopefully, hope uh, hope everything turns out, and like I said, e- even if she does remain retired, her legacy will continue to live on. And it is it is it is an amazing legacy. So, all right, we got to go to break for, for such a short span of time. She's her catalog of work is is amazing. Well, but, I mean, she's anyway, been at, she's been at it for what almost 25, 30 years. Yeah, but I mean, seriously, a career in entertainment. It, I mean, what she's been able to accomplish in a relatively short period of time. I mean, other people that would make other people in the field blush, really. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to like be snarky. It's just it's like she's been around for a long time, at least that I remember. But yeah, I, 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 exactly. I mean, it's it's a long time, but I'm telling you, in it's a relatively short period of time for all of the accomplishments she's made in that time span. That is true. I get what you're saying now. All right. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. When Ramses destroyed Syria, that was an accident. You are a catastrophe. Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert at Indie Media Weekly Radio.
Hi, this is Tim Coromall from The Tim Coromall Show, and you are listening to IndieMediaWeekly.com. Extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. And I'm Nick Sadler. And I am Jody Hamilton. We are from the bunker. So we do a one hour weekly podcast. Where we get to speak our mind about stuff from a liberal perspective. We will be on Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. We are so excited. If you don't have any right wing friends, you'll feel at home with us. From the bunker. With Jody Hamilton. Nick Sadler. And Richard Beatty. On Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. This is metal aficionado Kenny Pick. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, it's... Gods and Monsters. Gods of Metal and Monsters of Rock, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Brace yourselves for two big hours of hard rock and heavy metal, selected from my own personal music vault. You'll hear classics from the extended family trees of Black Sabbath, Deep Purple, and Kiss, heavy metal standards like Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, and Dio. You'll get a heap and a helping of power metal, speed metal, thrash, melodic, glam, you name it, it's here. Except death metal and new metal. I do not like that stuff. You'll hear guitar virtuosos and shredders from the Leviathan and Shrapnel Records catalogs. Rare gems from the new wave of British heavy metal, some guilty pleasures in the form of 80s hair metal, and rock and metal from around the globe. Gods and Monsters. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Hi, this is Kenny Pick, and be sure to listen to my music program, The Night Show. Every Friday from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. The Night Show. Features a broad selection of eclectic music from my personal library, as well as your requests. So be sure to visit IndieMediaWeekly.com and find the tab for The Night Show. Join the chat and submit your requests every Friday from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern on The Night Show. Only on Indie Media Weekly. IndieMediaWeekly.com for those who dare. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber. Yes, master philosopher, alchemist, and eternal love. Oh, Enough of that. We don't have time for your long-winded self-introductions. Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber at Indie Media Weekly Radio. All right, and we're back, and we do not have time for long-winded self-introductions. So, Miles Lagan, Port St. Lucie, Florida. Uh, I'll say hi for him. Mich- Michelle Glan, Port St. Lucie, Florida. I'm still here. There we go. Cat, <laughs> Columbus, Ohio. Howdy. Kenny Pick, Cleveland, Ohio, winner of Chili Contest. I'm not here. <laughs> uh, well, cut. Don't We're going to have to do it again. I, I won't. All right. All right, so Kenny has a theory about Twin Peaks he wants to share before we get to the Deadpooling. You got the spoiler alert queued up? Uh, I should. I hope I do. 
again, this is just a fan theory. It could be loaded with spoilers. Okay. But are you going to say it in your Gordon voice? <laughs> I might just read it that way. That's a splendid idea, Michelle. <laughs> All right, here we go. Love it. Spoilers. 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 Thank you, River Song. Take it away, Gordon. This is a fan theory for the Twin Peaks program. <laughs> I'm sorry. The Showtime program, Twin Peaks The Return. This is submitted to us by Coop the Poop Scoop over on reddit.com. <laughs> All right, I can't do I can't do the whole thing I in his voice, it. but it's I'll, okay. I'll, throw, I'll throw something in here here and there. It's okay. Um, okay, so this is this is what Coop the Poop Scoop writes. He says, I'm quite drunk, and in my stupor, I think I've figured out where Audrey is. She's okay. in Wood. Like Josie and the Log Lady's husband. Wood! For starters, as a, a side theory, that does not necessarily conflict with the Wood theory, if untrue. But anyway. And he says, I believe Audrey is dead, not in a coma. Here's the evidence. One, Doc Hayward says she was in a coma past tense. But doesn't say she's currently alive or or dead um richard too richard says he saw coop in a picture that belonged to his mother when evil coop at he refers to him as booper i don't know why he calls him booper but when evil coop asks who is your mother the present tense uh makes richard pause before answering three audrey's death is perhaps the one thing that could have truly caused Ben Horn to change into a good person. Four, nobody ever mentions Audrey, because she's dead and trapped in wood. If she was in a coma, people would probably be visiting her. Nobody can visit her when she's dead in wood, because that would be ridiculous. <laughs> um, I, haven't, I haven't decided if she's trapped in the walls of the Great Northern or if she's trapped in the table at the Roadhouse. Either way... Being trapped in wood is how she and Charlie, her husband, it, uh, or perceived husband in the series, get to listen in on conversations with the outside world, and she gets to make them part of her imaginary life. Evidence for the Great Northern. One, the ringing sound in the hotel, the buzzing sound. You remember when uh, Richard, or, I'm sorry, not Richard Horn, but Ben Horn and his secretary or assistant or whatever were in one of the very first episodes were walking around trying to find this buzzing noise yes. and they couldn't pinpoint it well um, this guy says that's the spiritual equivalent of Audrey screeching at Charlie two it seems uh, if she was in an extended coma for a long time she would have been brought back to the great northern making the transition from coma to death uh, to a bedside table or walls or other wood seamless as a side note the walls of the Great Northern seem to be mostly wood, which is kind of a red flag since most hells, hotels, blah, 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 fire hazard, whatever. Uh, he was drunk, so I get that. Um, so, <laughs> and, um, but, uh, but, but yeah, the Great Northern being built out of wood is just asking for spirits to be trapped there for, for eternity. Three, it's symbolic and clever. When she was young, she used to spy on people from inside the Great Northern. Um, if her spirit was trapped in the walls and her subconscious is listening to all the juicy Chuck, Tina, Billy gossip, uh, she would essentially be doing the same thing. And then, uh, and then he goes on to say, here's the evidence for the roadhouse. Um, 
Uh, I'll just uh, blow through this real quick. She's obsessed with going to the roadhouse, maybe because it's literally right out the door. Um, and she doesn't know the way to the roadhouse because she can't leave her wood prison. She can't walk out the door. She wants to look for Billy at the roadhouse, even though she hates it there, or he hates it there, uh, because it's literally the only place she can look for him. Uh, her stories of the little girl who lived down the lane at the roadhouse, lane, road, evidence for either. So, you know, is it, this one I, I don't like as much, but um, the, one other thing he points out, too, is that there was the uh, Gordon Cole drew a picture of a creature with large horns that resembled trees, in case you might recall that. Horns, trees, horn, trees, wood. Yeah, so uh, that could be just a little hat tip there, a little clue kind of thing. Um, so that to me, and there's more to it. Uh, I'll post this in the, uh, in the chat room if anybody wants to see it, but yeah, just search, uh, for, uh, it's too long of a URL to say, just look for, uh, Reddit. I think I know where Audrey is. You can put tack twin peaks onto there if you want to read the whole thing. But that to me is so Lynch. If that were to happen, yeah. I think this guy in this guy's drunken stupor, I think he fucking nailed it because I've been so confused <laughs> as to why we haven't didn't see Audrey for so long and then so confused about her talking about these people we don't know who the hell she's talking about she's got this inexplicable weirdo husband and um and she can't leave she can't bring herself to leave so um leave wood trees leave no, I'm sorry <laughs> yes. uh, <laughs> it's all connected modus operandi uh, so <laughs> blue rose as blue as it come. Uh, <laughs> so I think that is very plausible, considering how little time we have left. I think that, and what makes it really believable to me is that if this is right, that means we have been hearing from Audrey. Audrey has been a presence, and maybe. Her presence even is somehow is affecting things on a grander scale. So, I don't know, Michelle. Uh, you're 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 pretty deep into it. Um, what do you think of that? Actually, I really really like that uh, that um, uh, storyline. It, it it could be true. You know, you might have to be drunk to listen. You know, to fully figure out David Lynch. I'm sorry. We're stone. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. Um, it is a very cool idea. I'd like the fact. I like the idea that she's actually um, influencing what's going on. That that's kind of cool. But uh, my yeah. my favorite thing is, I, we we found out that Gordon's a player, so that was pretty cool. Yeah, I am a player. <laughs> Thank you for noticing. That that French chick. She was pretty hot. <laughs> and might I add, Michelle, you have a very nice smile. <laughs> Sorry, players gotta play. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> Don't hate the player, hate the game. Yes. No, I, I, we're still catching up a little. I, I, I don't remember what the last episode we, we, I watched was. Miles is watching them, and he still doesn't know the entire backstory. So it's just kind of fun. Sounds me. like somebody the, needs to do their homework. Cramp no, session. Do an all nighter, <laughs> Miles. No, I'd rather do Jessica Jones. Sorry. 
Well, and, well, and, no. and Miles' defense. <laughs> I see what you did there. Uh, and, and in Miles' defense, you know Jessica Jones does have, you know, David Tennant. Yes. Mm-hmm. Who is delightfully creepy in that series? And apparently, so he just, so she just walked in the house. Another similar theory related to Jessica Jones. I'm sorry. Go for um, it. Okay, I saw that, you know, apparently David Tennant is in the new series, right? Yes. And a couple people are saying, oh, well, I, I no, I'm sorry. I read an article on one of the movie websites. I don't remember what it was. And they were like, here are the two possibilities as to how Kilgrave could return to Jessica Jones season two. One. He has healing powers, and he healed himself. Two, um, it's a flashback. What about three, you dumb fucker, that he mind-controlled everybody into thinking he was dead? Yeah. There's one problem with the, with that theory. What? Jessica Jones is immune to his mind control. Or and did she... he just get stronger? Damn it, you got me! <laughs> I think that's the most plausible thing. You know, I mean, um, wait, how did she become immune to his mind control? I forget. It just happened when she, when he made when he made her kill Luke Cage's wife. It just made her come out of it, and and he wasn't able to get her back under his control once he resurfaced. Okay, it's been a long time since I've seen that. It's so. never it's never oh. stated exactly how, um, it, how she became immune. It's just like being forced to kill she, for Kilgrave kind of snapped her out of it almost. Yeah, and and possibly she could have been more susceptible to it when her state of rage in the uh in the climax. It, it's possible, but I mean, uh, you know, I you know, I I think that the the more likely scenario is it's a flashback. Unless it says something like he's unless he's like co-starring. It's going to be a flashback. Yeah. We shall see. And we'll find out shortly. <laughs> sorry. Yes. I'm sorry. What did you say, Michelle? I, I talked over you. I'm sorry. I'm thinking David Tennant really liked that role. It oh, he kind of let him very devious and, and evil and, and oh, my God. <laughs> well, I mean, he, he did an appearance at Comic-Con after his casting was announced, and he was just happy as a pig in mud to be working at Marvel. You remember that clip, Kenny? Oh, I'm yeah. working at Marvel I, now. <laughs> you know, if I mean, anybody deserves to stay as a static part of the Marvel universe, it's David Tennant, because you know he could play that role, you know, forever. You know, as long as he lives, pretty much. Yeah, and I will say, you know, uh, he he's also really great as the new voice of uh, Scrooge McDuck in Ducktales. I saw the first episode. I love oh, it. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, cool. He he lets his uh, Glaswegian accent come out for that one. Yes. Oh, I'm sure he does. Because <laughs> I mean, basically, he wanted to do his Scottish accent for for uh, the doctor, and they said no. The doctor speaks in estuary English. Well, uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. Watch Capaldi yeah. and tell me yeah. that. Well, I, I'm not. I'm not saying I agree with it. I, that's what they told him at the time, though. No, yeah. the the problem is Capaldi speaks with get, his Scottish accent. Yes, but but Tennant, when he really gets into things with his Scottish accent, he's very difficult for 
anybody to understand. I think we need to hear uh, uh, Peter Capaldi uh, explain Star Wars um, in his uh, in his uh, real voice here. Here sure. you go. What's that film that you love? The one about the fucking hairdresser, the space hairdresser and the cowboy. The guy's he's got a tinfoil pal and a pedal bin. His father's a robot and he's fucking fucked his sister. Lego. They're all made of fucking Lego. Star Wars. That's the one, right? It's like that, okay. I'm gonna fucking kill all the bad guys. And you'll be able to blow up the big the death star, the death star yeah. thing. Yes. Then you can go and live happily ever after on the planet of the teddy bears. Well, there he walks. There he walks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we are nerding out so badly right now. This is horrible. Oh no, no, it's not horrible. I love nerding out. Foil pal in a pedal bin. <laughs> a pedal bin. He called R two D two a pedal bin. <laughs> Like aluminum foil or something like. <laughs> <laughs> like Poor R2D2 doesn't get respect. Go oh. live on the planet with the teddy bears. <laughs> <laughs> That's like Kenny's worst nightmare ever. Ah! Uh. All right. So tomorrow, uh, well, tomorrow is the season finale to Game of Thrones, yeah. and. I thought we'd fun to do a Deadpool, as I mentioned earlier. Who's who's safe? Who's gonna die? And and to kind of kick things off, I'm gonna start with saying who I think is safe. I'm definitely gonna say Tyrion, Daenerys, Jon Snow, and Arya and Sansa Stark are definitely safe. I say the Hound is most likely safe. Jamie is probably safe. Um, as for who I think is gonna die, I think uh. I think we're going to see the mountain die, and without her Swedish murder machine, Cersei's screwed. <laughs> uh, you know, the, he was my first pick when you said this, because obviously um, the Hound is going back with uh, Jon Snow in, again, uh, to, to uh, um, King's Landing. For and, and by the way, for the reason if you if nobody's caught up or up to speed on Game of Thrones at this point, the reason why they're going to King's Landing is fucking nuts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah who decided that was a good idea? Who decided that was a good idea? Sounds like a really Riders. crappy plan, but okay. <laughs> oh, 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 damn, Kenny. Uh, really crappy plan. Uh, okay, I'm only. Sounds like a really crappy episode. plan, but okay. I'm only through episode six of season five, so not caught up. <laughs> we'll, we'll tread as lightly as possible. Right. All right. Well, because... now I know that the hound didn't die out in the middle of. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh, somebody and messed you up. You had to know he didn't die. You had to know he didn't die. They didn't show him dead. So he was too too major of a player. So he, yeah. he hasn't had his chance to kill the mountain yet. If you're not a player, if you're not a player, you're a pawn. Yes, I'm a player. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who wants to go next? I I I, um, I don't think Cersei's gonna die. She's too good of a uh, antagonist for the last season. Um, but it looks. I mean, money. Oh, sorry. Go on. I was just gonna say my money on who I think could die or is the most likely to die. 
I mean, I hear what you're saying about the mountain. That's a possibility. But again, mm, Cersei's survival depends. Eh. My money is on Lady Brienne because of the conflict, the weakening, like the little finger played in. I know. She's one of my favorite characters, too. I'm just looking at the plot and looking at how it would create drama. You know, if if because there was a... Uh, that's a spoiler. So that's, um, you know, her, her, her oath to protect the people she's supposed to protect and there's a conflict so i'm seeing uh, she's my pick all right I, I think it's more likely cersei were to die before brienne um okay. and here's here's why i say that is because cersei's death on a political level because we're going into the final season after this right yes this is cersei's it. death on on a, on a on a you know geopolitical level in you know planetos if anybody didn't know, Planetos is the name of the planet Game of Thrones takes place on, uh, which I think is honestly I, the two three things that you know irritate me the most about uh, Game of Thrones is Westeros, Easteros, and Planetos. I think that's kind of lazy. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I live in Clevelandos, um, so <laughs> I've seen. Uh, yeah, I know, but uh, but it's not it's not terrible. Um, it, just as long as the series doesn't end with them all being in a snow globe, it'll be fine. Um, so, <laughs> trapped with Rita Repulsa and Ivan Ooze, like in the Power Rangers. Movie. There's a there's a Saint Elsewhere uh, reference for everybody. Um, and uh, but okay, so my picks probably I, I I wouldn't be surprised if Braun dies at some point. Yeah, I, because I, I mean there is going to be some kind of skirmish in this next episode obviously because it's the last it's, well, and, it's the, you know the end of the season and Cersei does not like what Bronn did early in the season no. yeah so um, so so you, you know I, I think uh, you know uh, man it's so fucking hard to say because at this point again next to the last season Obviously, it's not going to be Jon Snow. Obviously, it's. I don't think it's going to be any of, you know, I think they've killed as many Starks as they can up to this point. I don't think, Poor I mean, because there's shit Bean. going down in, in Winterfell, too. And um, honestly, if I, it, uh, my preference at this point for who, you know, who do I think is going to get killed? I think the mountain's going to get, get, get killed. Who do I want to get killed? And I think is feasible, Littlefinger. Yeah, I think little. Yeah. I will say, I like one, that. One thing that oh, I think uh, backs up my theory about the mountain is that they recently released a picture of him in his makeup under you know what what the mountain looks like under the armor. You know, so mm -hmm. why would they release that if they you know if they weren't going to show it eventually? You know. Also, I could also I could also see both the hound and. Um, the mountain dying in a in a duel to the death, and so ends the great house of Clegane. Yeah. So, uh, but no, this is so. I, I think, um, you know, with the shit that's going on, I, I think, I think it's almost a red herring what's been going on uh, with uh, House Stark in Winterfell. I don't want to be too specific because Cat isn't caught up. I think it's almost a bit of a red herring um, and that it's not going to play out the way it's perceived 
and I think people are going to wise up to uh, the antics of Littlefinger, and hopefully, because I, I really think that I don't know. Uh, Shit, I don't know. I mean, I have so many thoughts about Littlefinger just because he's been doing so much shitty shit for so fucking long. Uh, it, it's like, uh, I mean, it, it's. Uh, I almost think that you know the series is just going to end with him on the Iron Throne and everybody just, else is dead. Just to fuck with us, <laughs> you know. <laughs> just, just you know, one last fuck you from George R. R. Martin, you know. Yeah, okay, this is how the story's in. Series to which I would say this. That just makes no fucking sense. I mean, it's just bullshit. Fuck. Oh, my. My, my, my. Well, it, it would make sense in the uh, grand scheme of things that he wants to sit on the throne. He wants it more than anyone. Yeah, there there was... Yeah, uh, but wanting it... He... Wanting it is like the kiss of death. There well, was the, the one scene with him and Varys in the throne room when Joffrey was still alive, and they're sitting there talking about the whether or not there were really that many swords in the throne. Mm. Yeah. Um, I remember that. I, Varys is I, also I, another likely candidate to die. What do you, what do you think? Yeah, it's possible. What do you think, sweetie? Um, I have a really, you know, the mountain is a very good idea. Bronze is a great idea. I'm hoping it's Kyburn. I'd like to yeah, see him catch with, it. Yeah, I will say this. Without the mountain and or Kyburn, Cersei is screwed. You and know, I Kyburn, have a really, really... Kyburn's the Frankenstein guy, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. the mad scientist. Okay. Yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah, the, the, the one who brought the mountain back. Cersei's yeah, hand. yeah. Gave Jamie his hand, yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, Cersei's hands. He's the hand of the queen. No, but no, she, no. Uh, but he, he gave Jamie no, his new hand. He wears, he, he, but he wears the hand brooch. Kyburn wears the hand of the queen. Oh, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. I, we, I was just talking about the. Um, oh yeah. Gave yeah. Jamie his prosthetic hand. But I have a really, really dark death. But I can't really say it without it being a spoiler. Um, You've ooh, piqued my interest. Cat, do you want to take off your headphones for uh, a second? I'll send you sure. a message on Skype when it's over. Sure. All right. All right. We'll wait until she's. Cat, can you hear us? Okay. Go All right. Ahead. I think we're clear. She's up. I'm thinking miscarriage. Oh, oh, that could go bonkers. That could yeah. Set oh. Into uh... wait, you're thinking Cersei. Sir- Cersei miscarries? Cersei, oh, Cersei would go. She could get an injury that would make her miscarry. Won't kill her, but... No, I get what you're saying. Might make her it's, and it's also in yeah. line with the prophecy that she only has three children. And I also want to yeah. say this before I tell Kat to come back. Um, I, I think um, both Jamie and Cersei... Uh, I, 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 I truly think they're going to both die in a suicide pact um, when they realize that they're irrelevant when they see what's going on so yeah i I still say i mean if i were writing it again if i were writing it and if my uncle had boots he'd be my aunt um (laughs) okay can we invite cat back now can we tell yes because i'm not going to spoil it this is just how i would write it i I would that dark no no it's fine but i will say that if i if i were writing it i you know i would have 
Jamie survive, not necessarily as a contender for the Iron Throne, but just, you know, have to deal with what he's done. And, mm. and you know, he has shown he has shown no. some character development over the series. He has. He has you know. shown character development. So what oh, happens absolutely. if Jamie finds himself in a situation where history has to repeat itself and he killed the first Mad King? Well, 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 yeah, that, that's yeah. something people have speculated about quite a bit. Honestly, that's not that's not far from the mark, and I don't think that is a spoiler at all for where we are. I think that's been kind of oh, predicted for some for time. Next season, that's not happening. This yeah. is the next episode. No, 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 not the, Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's why I don't think it's likely for Cersei to die because no, I think you know no. that that story that story has to come full circle. But um, uh, but yeah, Brienne of Tarth is not going to die this season. I, I would put I would put money on that. Yeah, I love cats. <laughs> I cat, you're back. Yes, I'm back. Can can I offer can you my be, speculations? Yeah, but you could be a part of Deadpool. <laughs> okay. As far as who's safe, I mentioned this before Kenny was on. I think Cersei, Arya, John, Tyrion, and um, who is the fifth one that I mentioned? Daenerys. Yeah, Daenerys. I think all of those five are safe. I agree. As for who dies, well, I don't know for sure who all has died between the point I'm at and where the show is at. But I will offer up Theon, Mm. if he's not already dead. No, he's still around. His <laughs> penis is still dead. <laughs> yes. Michelle! No! Yeah, that, that's been a little bit of a done deal already. Um, Theon, mm-hmm. the High Sparrow. Alright. And, uh, and, um,. I'd love to see Littlefinger gone, but I don't think so. Uh, I have a sick feeling. Yeah. I have a sick feeling he and Varys are going to end up working something out where they're the ones who come out on top. You see, I've always had a sick feeling about you know Littlefinger. Maybe not Varys. Um, uh, because they're they're kind of in different worlds at this point. But then again. Varys is a spy. Uh, he's a spy master, so uh, you know this could be some kind of creepy grand uh, plan for domination. We never know. Um, I will say uh, the one person you mentioned that isn't safe. You really need to binge. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there is only so much of that that I can take in one sitting, though. I understand, especially, but there is, there is there's some payoff that you need to see. But. But that that trial by combat between Oberyn and Mountain, oh my God! After that was over, I the thought of watching another episode was like making well, me cringe. You know what I loved is somebody tweeted out, "Oh, you know, somebody tweeted out a fake thing from George R. R. Martin." It's like, "Oh, so you miss Ned Stark? Don't worry, I've got a great new character you'll love called o- Oberyn Martell." <laughs> uh, 
That was that was gut, that was I don't know which was more gut wrenching, Ned Stark or Oberon, because I loved Oberon so much. Yeah, he was, was so cool. No, I, I do want to ask. Oberyn. I loved Oberon, and I was like, yes, he's gonna beat the mountain, and Tyrion's gonna be safe, and oh shit. Wah, wah. He's, he's doing Vizimi, or he's doing Inigo Montoya. Uh, oh yeah, exactly. Just kill the fucker. And you know, there was a picture that somebody tweeted out too, where uh, the I forget her name off the top of my head. Uh, the actress who plays Cersei uh, tweeted out a Lena picture Hedy. of herself. Uh, yeah, Lena Hetty uh, covering the actor, and of course I forget his name who played Oberon. Uh, she, you know, they tweeted out a picture of her standing behind him, covering his eyes. Oh yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you remember that? Um, oh, that I'll was like that was cruel in retrospect. All I can say is just do your damn research. That's all I can say. <laughs> <laughs> can we all agree that Liana Mormont is probably safe? Uh, yeah, she's not. I, I mean, so. it, until the White Walkers show up, and that makes me think: like is her. there a white? Is, is Theon's penis going to be a White Walker? <laughs> You'll just, you know, this is a groaning little member, just uh, <laughs> slithering along. Okay, I think this has officially gone off the rails. Get the dragon glass. <laughs> I think this has gone off the rails with that. I have a, don't worry, I have a dragon glass condom. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. on. <laughs> All right, uh, I can say, I, I, you know, I will. So, Cat, uh, just so you know, if you do manage to get caught up, we will be doing a Game of Thrones retrospective sometime this, sometime uh, after AWA, where we're going to basically go through the entirety of the run and also offer our predictions for how it's going to end and who's going to be on the Iron Throne. Spoiler alert: I don't think it's going to be Daenerys. Well, um. That's going to be, what, about three, four weeks from now? Uh, at least. Okay. I've been going about a season a week in my getting caught up, so I should be up to date by that time. I Excellent. like this plan. Excellent. Yeah. We're, we're, we're probably, our priority in October is probably going to be the Twin Peaks special because, I, you know, we're basically, you know, because it, it wraps up... Uh, Next week, next Sunday is the last two episodes, and I figure a month, you know, after AWA will be enough time for everyone to rewatch to their hearts content and think and Wait digest. Wait a minute, they're doing the final two episodes. They're doing the final two episodes on the same night. Yes, back to back, back no to back, shit. Kenny. That was a terrible Gordon Cole. I'm sorry. Back to back. I like that plan. Yes. I won't have to wait a week for the second one. <laughs> so, yeah, like I said, we've got a bunch of exciting content, and hopefully some of that exciting content coming up will be interviews from AWA with, please, 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 Laura Bailey and, and Travis Willingham, of course. We also have our DVD slash Blu-ray review show coming up where I'll talk about Alien Covenant. Yes. And w yes, uh, we're holding off on that until... Uh, Wonder Woman and uh, Spider-Man Homecoming should be coming out shortly after Wonder Woman. So, yeah. Yeah, that's going to be Spider-Man. Uh, what was it? Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Alien Covenant, Wonder Woman. Uh, I almost said Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 again, didn't I? Spider-Man Homecoming. 
So. Yeah. You liked it so much you repeated it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Miles, Miles is enjoying Twin Peaks. He enjoys the coherent parts. <laughs> <laughs> so, not much. Yeah. There's enough. Yeah, he, he will actually sit down. He loves watching uh, Agent Cooper dealing with his his little special problems. and So, it... it we like when he has to take a pee and he doesn't understand how to do it. Yes. <laughs> or open a door. It's, or... it's more the association with the people that that are th- looking at him and going, mm. I he mean, loves the, He loved the whole how many time, thing. Yeah, how many times have people screamed at the TV, take him to a doctor? And then they yes. finally took him to the doctor and the doctor didn't fucking realize what was going on. Right. All right, we should probably start wrapping up because we're already 15 minutes over and it's dinner time. We are. All right, so uh, again, thank you, everyone. Thank you, Kat, for stepping in for John. John, of course, we hope everything works out. Oh, living on the Long Island S, would you regard Hamill's Hobgoblin and Spider-Man as a copy of the Joker? Eh, yeah, I, I think that's a fair assessment. Uh, but uh, sorry about that, living on Long Island. I did not mean to miss that question. All right, uh, so of course, I'll be on Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick this Tuesday. Uh, and I'll definitely be in next Saturday because next weekend is my weekend. Actually, I get three weekends off in September, Kenny. Oh, nice! Because I get oh, next week, I get good. next weekend off. I get the weekend Carrie comes in and AWA weekend. So, yeah. I dig it. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, uh, Miles, what you got for us on the way out, sir? Well, let's see. Hopefully, everyone uh, pulled through with Harvey. And, uh, I mean, I, th- I heard Red, there was just one death, which, considering it was a Cat 4, that's not that bad. But, uh, yeah. you know, uh, overall, they still got a lot of rain to endure, so hopefully they'll pull through. And, uh, otherwise, uh, just soldiering on. All right, Michelle, what do you got for us on the way out, ma'am? Um, just to echo Miles, we did hear from one of our friends that lives in that area, and she is fine. She says she lives, so that's great. Um, other than that, uh, just, you know, be kind to everybody that you can. And if you can't, just don't voice those thoughts too loudly because, you know, people can With be With your dicks. phone number? <laughs> yeah, or, yeah, your phone number, yeah. yeah. Don't post your phone number on the internet and in a YouTube video or a you Vice like, video. That's you mean like weird. 631 <laughs> yes. Basically, yeah. And uh, I love I I love it when you're on the show with us, Cat. And uh, remember, there are two people here that still need to make characters and give me background. Slackers. <laughs> challenge the gauntlet has been thrown. Oh, <laughs> I have been a little busy, and this is a relatively new pan- new plan. So just give it time. I have my character name picked out. I told you he's yeah. he's you know he's just a generic fighter. He's just a a, a human fighter. Uh, I would think I would like him to. I think I would like him to have a Warhammer. So you're going to be our strong man. I think his name was Triel. Triel Mont. A guy from a farm, and you hate things like Westeros, Easteros, Planetos. (laughs) Okay, got it. (laughs) All right. uh, Kent, what do you got? First of all, I get... And I was just saying, and he's not a racist. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Not a racist. All right, Kat, thank you for uh, stepping in for John tonight. Uh, I hope you enjoyed yourself. I did. I always do. And if I get those interviews with uh, Laura and Travis, you'll be the first to hear my shrieks of sheer joy. 
I, I hope so. But uh, what do you got for us on the way out? Um, well, first of all, I will be joining uh, Tim Coromel tomorrow for the Tim Coromel show. Nice. Uh, he needed a fill-in, and I was available. So I will be joining them for the first time in a little over a year. And... I just did the same thing, Kat. I hadn't been on in forever, and I just was on last weekend. And um, I, I've mentioned this in a few places since Friday, but I'm growing ever more distressed as time has worn on this year in seeing people publicly um, using mentally ill and transgender as synonyms online and oh yes what's what's happened this week with the ban friday night has it, it just validates the people who who insist on equating being trans with being mentally ill and mm-hmm. there's nothing about it that's mentally ill it's just how you are it's something that that was a part of you from the day you were born just like a I mean I hate putting it in these terms because it sounds so much like it's a choice but you know some people like chocolate ice cream some people prefer vanilla you know it's not something that you chose it's something that is inside of you and it's it's kind of like a birthmark on the inside Kind of, yeah. But, you know, and and I get sick and tired of just trying to make it synonymous with, with mental illness because the people who do it are, are trying to class trans people in with the, with, with, uh, with psychotics and sociopaths and trying to make us out like we're a danger to society and we mm-hmm. couldn't be further from that so so many of the trans people I know are introverts who yeah. who yeah. A, and a lot of them are introverts because that was what they needed to do to survive because people would mistreat them if they were open and and honest with people so you know is being born left-handed or right-handed a fair comparison yeah it's that's probably an even more fair comparison yes okay and you you would think that that one would have come to mind as i'm (laughs) left-handed it's but it's second nature to you or well actually it's first nature (laughs) So. Yeah, it's it's like the same thing. Like I was I was talking earlier when they were saying, you know, uh, gay people and you know anybody that thought that it, they they had a different sexuality than what they were, they were put in the mental institutions. We can't do that. People are people. Don't hurt them for what they are. Don't yeah. Don't stigmatize them. Don't. Oh. I agree. It's infuriating. <laughs> Yes, it is. All right. Okay, sorry about the downer. <laughs> no, it's fine. Kenny Pick, what do you got for us? Not a sir? downer at all. 
Well, I, I want to pick up where Cat left off there, and I want to say thank you, Cat, for your friendship and also uh, for the many years you have been uh, part of our programs and, you know, listener and everything. You've really educated me uh, a lot on gender dysphoria and gender identification, and and um, not that I ever was like any... I, I was ignorant. I will say I was ignorant, but I wasn't bigoted. So, you know, it's like you, you've really brought a lot to the conversation here and um, really kind of helped push along uh, our, our pre-existing condition known as empathy uh, as, as liberals. And, uh, and, and I really, you know, I, 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 I value, uh, your, uh, your contribution so much. It, it really does mean a lot. And, uh, uh, I'm right there with you when I see people in comment sections, you know, the sc- hive of scum and villainy <laughs> and, yes. and I see, I don't want to pay for elective surgeries. It's not elective. You dumb fucking piece of shit. You know, it makes me just want to start punching and punching and never stopping. Um, uh, you know, uh, because it's 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 the same kind of ignorance of of medicine. Uh, you know, nobody ever. You know, they'll never mention gender dysphoria. Uh, you know, they'll just say, "Oh, uh, if you want to be whatever you want to be, just do it." But you can't do it when you're in the military, and I don't want to pay for your elective surgery. They're the same kind of fucking stupid assholes that say, oh, well, the climate's always changing. We don't have nothing to do with it. It's just a denial of science, a denial of medicine, a, divine, a denial of logic, in a complete, utter lack of empathy towards their fellow human beings. And you know what? That, that negates them being human beings, because they're not, once they delved into that pit yeah. of ignorance. Yeah, well, and, you know, if you want to get rid of a high-cost elective treatment that the military pays for, get rid of the boner pills. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because yeah. Uh, I think um, the breakdown was, like, uh, the cost for um, uh, medicine for transgendered individuals in the armed services roughly broke down to, um, I think, 44 cents. Um, for every enlisted individual for a year or something. I don't know. I mean, it was the number was so ridiculously low. It was nuts, you know. So well, like forty cents a month or something like that. I don't know. It, it cover, was covering all of the medical needs of all of the trans people in the military would cost the equivalent of I think it's. Four of Donald Trump's trips to Mar-a-Lago. Uh-huh. Oh, and yeah. let's not forget that the Rand Corporation is the, the people who did the study on this. Yeah, and they aren't exactly a group of screaming liberals. No, not not a bunch of tree huggers. <laughs> um, you know, uh, but anyway, uh, uh, that, that's my parting shot. Uh, uh, check out uh, Turn Up the Night on Tuesday and all the other fine programs. Adam Hebert, it's your show. Go. All right. Last last thing before we go, I, I'm I can't believe I glossed over this, but my parting shot is that one of my all time favorite RPGs is coming back next year, uh, and that is of course Secret of Mana. 
is being remade for the PlayStation 4. And, Kenny, PC. Yes. It, it'll be on PC. It's a complete it'll top... It'll be politically th- correct? No. <laughs> well, maybe, but it's going to be on compu- it's going to be on Steam and P- PlayStation 4 and PlayStation Vita. It is a complete remake top to bottom, voice acting, etc., etc. This is one of the greatest action RPGs of all time, folks. You have no excuse not to get this game. I have the original for SNES. Yes, and it is it, it's one of my favorite games. But anyway, so yeah, February 18th. Uh anyway, uh that's it for us. Have a nice night, everyone. Don't forget Midnight Sun tonight. I'll try and think of a theme, but, uh, you know, I got to eat first. Anyway, we'll be back next week. I think Kenny's going to be off next week again. I believe I am. So have a nice have a nice week, Kenny. Well, I'll see you Tuesday. But anyway, bye, everyone. Time for go to bed. Right, it is late. Shall we retire? Goodbye, my friend. Goodbye to you all. I'll never forget you. Live in peace. Goodbye, all. Stay happy and good luck. On our way to great adventures. Get out of here. Gasping worm. Push the button, Frank. And get you next time, Gadget. Next time. Listeners, thank you for your attendance.